Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran. Sitting to the right and left of me is Reverend Brown, John Carlos Barra. <laughs> and today we got a special guest, Jack Bartek. He's a sports director at Montclair State University. And today we got a really special show. So first of all, how is everybody doing today? Why did you just How say you my government? <laughs> no, <laughs> people got to people have to recognize you by your name. Yeah. I'm chilling, Bob. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Excited. Yo, remember when all the Raptors fans was bashing me for saying they're not going to go that far? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was okay. So look, on this episode, we got a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. So first, we're going to talk about the Houston Rockets and their future. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Pascal Siakam ceiling as a player. The Brooklyn Nets. Our AFC East predictions. And lastly, we'll be, we, we will be uh, picking our picks for NFL Week 2. So, okay, starting things off, is it time for the Rockets to blow you it up? You have to start this one off. <laughs> no, no. I want to see. I want to know what you have to say first. Then hey, then, yeah. You want to know. Uh, well, I always got to go first. Um, yeah, I think it's over. Like, <laughs> it's, time, it's time to blow it up. Um, I, wanna, I don't think – I think James Harden should stay. Definitely. I think James Harden is the corner piece. He should definitely stay by all means. I think you can, you're going to always have a chance to make the playoffs with James Harden as your best player. Always. I think the guy that needs to go is that <laughs> second guy, Westbrook. And damn near the whole roster. Let me explain. Small ball, it works. No, it does. It, it, it works. Golden State did it. San Antonio did it for a time. It works. Now, you have to have the right pieces and the right players in the system for it to work. <laughs> you have to have guys who can shoot, guys who can defend at a high level, and the Rockets just don't have that. You got guys like Ben McLemore, Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon. He's been struggling for a little while in and out of injuries. And then you have the one guy who just really can't shoot him, which is Westbrook. So, small ball, but small ball can work. You got the guy like P.J. Tucker who's like a dream on, not as versatile, but defensively he's like a dream on. But you don't have... Guys who can move without the ball, which also helps small ball because if guys are moving without the ball. Everybody touches the ball, and then everybody gets shot. If you have one guy who's just controlling the pace of the game all game, every game, and then you got another guy whose IQ is extremely low, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> so I think if to not necessarily blow it up like boom, but get hardened another, you know, <laughs> like, get hardened another guy, try to get somebody for Westbrook, maybe a couple shooters, a couple three and D guys that, you know, a little bit better Robert Covington type players like like that, but just a little bit better. And then I think they'll be okay. At this point, who's going to trade for Westbrook, though? You'll be surprised. Let's be real. I think the Knicks would. Knicks. To be honest. <laughs> but wait, who are you giving up, though? Picks. Picks. They have to. No, don't have anybody. if you think about it, though, if the <laughs> That's if only Hawks, yeah. If the Knicks were to trade the eighth pick, the Rockets could probably flip that. Like, Daryl Morey could probably do something with that pick. That what gives you the confidence wrong. Daryl Morey could flip that? Because he's like, I think he's made like 70 trades since being the uh, manager at Houston. And none of them worked. That would be such a mistake <laughs> for the Knicks if they traded for Westbrook. But yeah. That would, would be on no, par absolutely. for what the Knicks have done the past You would just be years. watching yeah. him throw up a bunch of stats and lose. <laughs> for real. No, don't count. Look, the Rockets lost their opportunity in 2018, bro. <laughs> They Kurt lost their 100 percent yeah. right. Oh, and Chris Paul got hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That, that was, was it. Their only shot. Oh, and just to tell you, Jack, when you talk to the mic, you just uh, you have to be like really in front of it. Yeah. Got you. So it could pick up your voice. So okay, they lost their opportunity in 2018. Um, it's just you have Chris Paul, you have Capella, you got these guys. You take Golden State to seven, probably the best team that's ever been assembled in in league history, right? Yeah, the best team that's ever been assembled. Okay. Yeah. You take them to seven. 
And then the next year, you lose to basically the same team. I know Durant, he was out for like a game and a, half, a, game and a quarter, I think, at most. He was there for four games. And, and then you decide to blow it up. Like, I, what, what's the reasoning behind that? The, re, the, the year that Golden State is not Golden State, you decide to break up the team. You like the Capella trade, though. No, the Chris Paul trade. Oh, it's about Chris Paul. Okay. And, and I think that Chris Paul would have fit better with this Rockets lineup than Russell Westbrook did because, sure. yeah. you know, like we're saying, Russell Westbrook can't shoot the ball. He's a low IQ guy. He, he's a high-volume scorer. And you have your <laughs> really high-volume scorer in James Harden. You don't need another one of those. And you I think the that Chris handler. Paul was a great distributor for this team. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't think that the small ball idea should die um, I really like the five-out style, and I think it could be successful, but I think they might have been better off not having P.J. Tucker playing center. Like, if you could have slid him over to the four and gotten, like, a, a yeah. Miles Turner who can shoot oh, it yeah. but wow. gives you some size down low, I, mean, I think, think that might have been a little bit more successful. <laughs> but I, I agree, Westbrook's got to go. The biggest problem that he causes, and it goes <laughs> beyond the court, is you're paying two guys $40 million a year. So mm-hmm. how, like, how are you building a roster around that? I just don't think that's feasible, and I think it will be very tough to trade Westbrook, but like you said, someone will take him, hopefully for your sake, not the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> but someone will take him, and I think that's the first move. And I don't think anything else major has to happen. I like the core that they have. Maybe an upgrade to Eric Gordon because he was a little bit inconsistent. But I think that James Harden can be the best player on a championship team. I do, too. Of course you do. I really do, too. <laughs> and that's something I'll allude to a bunch when I'm talking basketball. Is like I think there's maybe eight or so guys in the league that can be the best player on a championship team. And mm-hmm. when you have one of those guys, I think it's a huge mistake to trade him. Yeah, but it's just the Rockets roster is so stuck. You're pay- Like you said, you're paying Westbrook and Harden $40 million. You pay Eric Gordon about 18 Yep. Covington is getting 12 Tucker's getting eight, which is good for his contract, but they're, I think, negative 15 in cap space. You so, got to make some moves. Well, what are you going to do with that? You really can't do much. You, it's stuck. Like, I wish they would trade Harden for Harden stake. Harden stake. Well, you, you trade Westbrook, you get about 20 mil in cap space if you're in the negative 15. So you'll get about 20 mil. That's enough to get somebody else. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I don't know the free agency, what the free agency is looking like, and I don't know how many picks they have. But it's going to be tough to definitely turn it around this fast because they're always going to be contenders. That that they're always going to be contenders to make the playoffs. They're going to be, but are they going to be contenders enough to get over the hump? Because Golden State is coming back next year, fully healthy. So that's another team you got to worry about. You got to worry about. Well, you got to worry about Luca and Porzingis getting better. You got to worry about the Lakers. You're gonna have to worry Pelicans. about the Clippers. You got to worry about Denver getting better because they're still young. Did you just Pelic- say the Pelicans? Yeah, yeah, he did say that. I didn't say it. He said that. But Why not? It's just like everybody's getting better, and I feel like yeah. the yeah. Rockets are just going to stay stuck. And How old is James Harden? 31. 30, 31, yeah. It's yeah, There's nothing I'm worse thinking, than just staying in, in the same spot because they're not going to win anything. In my opinion, they're not going to win with this core because every, everybody else is getting better. The Lakers are still going to be there. The Clippers Clippers. are still going to be there. Denver. And you're not going to win, and you're not going to be bad enough to rebuild, so you're just wasting James Harden at this point is what wow. you're doing. Yeah. yeah, and you know what's the thing, too, is that um, I think there was a report that came out about uh, Russell Westbrook in Game 6 of Oklahoma City, that series, that he would abandon the offense for stretches. And oh, that's, yeah, I that's, read that. Yeah, I and that's that probably today. why Mike D'Antoni's like, I'm not returning to Houston, because he's the one that announced that that's he's not returning a, to that's Houston. That's another thing we have to wonder. Who's going to be your coach now? 
Yeah. For Houston. And I do think that can make a difference because I, mm-hmm. I have questioned D'Antoni's system in the playoffs for a while now, and I do wonder if you bring somebody else in, even with this group, although I still don't think this group can win one together, I do question if it would make a difference. Mm-hmm. I think so too because Mike D'Antoni's system was too stagnant and it was just too like it was easy to defend come playoff time because yeah. it's the it's same true. thing over and over and over. But again. he just didn't make any adjustments. I mean, exactly. you, you won pretty well in Game One versus the yeah. Lakers. Then every other game you, you did didn't the same adjust. Thing. Yeah. It was the That's same the thing. thing. Mike, legendary coaches, you see, you see how why they're legendary. They make the adjustments in series and all that. And D'Antoni, he just you, he wins one game. He's just like, all right, I'm going to ride this for the rest of the series. And even if you're losing, I'm still going to ride it because we just won a game. And it's like, come on, bro, you can't do that. You know what people aren't talking about enough? Trading uh, Capella was more to fit Westbrook than it was to fit Harden. Mm-hmm. Because now Capella was huge. When Harden would go into the yeah. lane, he would do that little floater. You wouldn't know if he was lobbing it or doing a floater. And now they don't have that. With Chris Paul, you were able to. But with Capella... You can't have two non-shooters, especially in that system. I think Capella would have been good for this series in particular and like guarding Anthony Davis and getting rebounds. I think that would have helped you guys big. And you could have had P.J. at the four where he could have guarded LeBron instead of putting one of them skinny mm-hmm. wings you got on LeBron. So I think that would have definitely helped you guys at this moment. I thought the worst part about losing that series to the Lakers is that they didn't beat you guys the way I thought they were going to. I thought it was just going to be domination down low. I thought they were going to use JaVale, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis. I don't think Dwight played, right? Yeah, no, Dwight didn't. didn't play a single game in the series. Yeah, every and game, JaVale got sad after down. game two. Mm-hmm. So, like, they went small against you guys. Yeah, the yeah. fact that they yeah. like the Rockets got beat with their own small ball system made it even worse in my opinion. <laughs> and, and I'm yeah. not trying But they put you know, AD like, at the five? Yeah, yeah, yeah which the, he is super against, but it ended up game, being their best lineup. Each game, McGee and, and Howard's minutes went down. The mm-hmm. last game, they played zero minutes the entire game. I'm assuming game. LeBron played the four and just brought the ball up? No, nah, Markeith Morris played mm-hmm. the four. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, it's not even, what what I hated the most about watching this series is I couldn't stand watching Westbrook play. <laughs> each, time, each time he would go into the lane, LeBron would block him. No, his IQ is really, and really low. I just didn't get it. There would be times where he was on a fast break, and there was one play I remember in particular where Austin Rivers was wide open, and Westbrook just completely baffles on the play. He, he's, he passes it so badly. That's a form of selfishness to the yeah. team. And he, I, I forget which game it is, but he killed you guys late with a turnover too in one game. That was game. Mm-hmm. That was game two. When yeah, he had, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. like five turnovers in the fourth. When, when, you when he threw it behind him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, we he did the even, air ball. They didn't even get a last shot because of his turnover. Yeah, he's an idiot. I don't can't shoot. And, the game's getting too skilled for a player like him. It is. The We're, thing is, I don't know what's wrong with him because he had the mid range. A couple years ago, what's wrong with him is he can't shoot. They he's were leaving degressed. him. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's declining. Yeah. That's the his free thing. That's what I'm saying. His oh, no, his splits. Like 80%. I, I was going to tell you his splits, but I didn't even want to say it. It's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's like really embarrassing. He shot 53 percent at the free throw line. So just, who, just, who, just think about this. I'm telling you, the Knicks would do it. I look, just, just think like about this. Westbrook this year with the Rockets had his most efficient year of his career. Yeah. And he shot 47% from the field. Before the bubble. And like 26% yeah. from three. And this 20, was his most efficient year. 27, seven, and, seven. and that's crazy because he does a lot of his scoring in the paint, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to be shooting that low efficiency, the thing he, is, with most of your points coming in the paint, that's really. And he works good. on his three, like in the summer. Like he works on it <laughs> relentlessly. 
Like yeah, that's he's the problem. Yeah, he just can't shoot. I, I said it before this series. I said, well, after game one, I said it that this series is going to come down to Rondo and Westbrook, and Rondo just outplayed him. People think of Rondo game. as this playoff Rondo. Oh People God. think of Rondo as this bad shooter, but Rondo for his career is like thirty three percent. He he can hit it if you if he's open. <laughs> if he's open as Westbrook, Westbrook was like ten or fifteen yeah, feet. Westbrook open. is open. They give him the Ben Simmons treatment. He literally yeah, is wide open. Shooting. They give no AD honestly, on him, and they dare him to come to the paint. They give Westbrook even worse treatment. I think um, he, no, 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 AD no, no. was guarding him. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. Because well, they're daring Westbrook, Westbrook to go to the paint. LeBron, that's his thing. LeBron literally laughed in his face. He said, "You got to double me," and LeBron literally laughed. They were down face. twenty points. I don't know why he said that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's horrible. <laughs> and you you brought up a good point about Rondo because he was really good in the series, and I think what Playoff he brings Rondo. to the to the Lakers <laughs> is so important. That's right. You think he can be that third super uh, star that oh. they need? Not super, pardon me. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Superstar. It, it it's not even that he's a star. It's just mm. what he brings to them, especially with the loss of Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he brings an actual ball handler that can let LeBron play off the ball a little bit because he's a really good defender too. Yeah, <laughs> when he people, wants to be. People forget that yeah, the does. series that Dame got swept by the Pelicans. It wasn't just Drew. It was Rondo. Yeah, yeah. Rondo, no, Rondo yeah. was guarding CJ. He was playing phenomenal. Yeah, they were locking them up. Yeah. yeah. When he wants to play D, he can play D. He just has to Regular have Regular season Rondo, he's whack. And, 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 and you look at that play. series. KCP played really well in a Which couple games. Dan, if if the Lakers could get their guards playing consistently well together, mm-hmm. and I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like 20 points a night. I'm talking hit 40% of your shots. The, no one in the league can touch them. But yeah. the question is, it, you know, on any given night, two of those guards are not going to show up. It's like right. playing the lottery. So it just went. Danny it, Green, it, Danny yeah. Green showed up too. It that went against the Rockets. Yeah, I know. The, it just so happened that on three different occasions, pretty much all the guards did show up. Which, which is not even your fault. Yeah. Because Danny Green has been horrible. So exactly. that's like, it wasn't even like, it was just KCP like. KCP too. Yeah, so it was just like a damn. And Caruso night. hit a dagger Caruso three. Caruso was really like good. One of the yeah, games. It was just like one Caruso of those nights where you're just like, man. damn. I, I like Caruso too. I, he gets he's like really memed a lot, but he's actually a really oh, yeah, good he's player. A good he does player. get memed. He's a good he gets player. memed, but he's not a joke. He's a real legit no, he's player. A good player. He's really good defensively too. Boom. All right, we're talking. We're talking about the Lakers. So I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, by this time, I thought that the Clippers would have eliminated the Nuggets by now. That's crazy. But who has more to gain from going to the finals and eventually winning, Kawhi or LeBron? Kawhi. I think both. I, I can see the both answers. In a sense where if you're a LeBron fan, right, and you you still want him to build on that legacy and be the guy who separates himself from everybody like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, then this would obviously mm-hmm. benefit him no matter what. And obviously for Kawhi, the Kawhi fans who think he's already a top 15, top 20 player, yeah. this will also benefit him because this will put him in what? Three, three titles with, with three, three different, different teams? teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this will put him in a different spectrum than everybody else. So... I think it would probably end up, but it will also like you know kill both of them if they lose. Yeah. Or if I think realistically, if LeBron goes to the finals and AD wins Finals MVP, or same with Paul George, people will also look at it well. Well, you were the second best player in the finals, so they will also try to downgrade that. I too. don't think there's a shot of that happening though. AD winning Finals MVP, I Over think it's LeBron? a shot. Nah, it depends what they I play. I don't think PG. I, I don't think. Yeah, yeah no. Nah. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it is just narrative based. Yeah. Like yeah. if they get there, LeBron's gonna. Yeah, win LeBron's the gonna win. Yeah. probably. And in PG, I just don't ever see him winning over Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, he's not <laughs> gonna win it over Kawhi. I, I think that Kawhi has more to gain from the sense that he's only what twenty seven years old. Yeah, he's just hitting his legitimate, prime. Le- legitimate prime, and. If he wins the championship, he would have brought the first championship to Toronto and the first championship to the Clippers. Yeah. 
Like LeBron brought the first championship to Cleveland, mm-hmm. but I think bringing the championship to the Clippers versus the Lakers, obviously the Lakers have more history, but the Clippers, it'll be something historical, and Kawhi would really get mm-hmm. praise for that. He might have a statue in Toronto and Los Angeles. <laughs> well if he deserved. Does that. Yeah, it'd be well deserved. I'm I'm just thinking of it this way, like I th- well, first of all, Kawhi needs to take the Clippers past Game Seven. If they lose to the, they're Nuggets, done. Like they're he, done in yeah. my eyes. I yeah. don't want to yeah. see. They're done. Like and, and I said this about the Lakers and the Clippers. If like whoever loses to each other out of those two teams, you can't really be mad about it. Yeah. They're both they're two great teams. So mm-hmm. for either team to lose to each other, it's just losing to a great team. Mm-hmm. But you know, one Kawhi needs to get past the Nuggets first of all. But I think Kawhi can gain more in a sense of he can jump a lot higher with a championship this year. Like if he wins a championship, there will be people having him in the top five conversation, which I think is a little bit crazy. Oh, that's Wait, top five yeah. all time. No, people will I, throw him in the top five. Saying, all time. I have they heard will. people it's saying it's ludicrous, that, which, but it's yeah. I think it's. Crazy. I don't even have him in my top fifteen. I think he's around. I think he's. Around I think he's like top 15. twenty. Because I have Katie and Steph in my top fifteen, so yeah. he's probably behind them. That's yeah, social exactly. media for you, though. So he'll be in my top exactly. twenty. Mm-hmm. And I think that LeBron can gain more in a sense, like of where he's at. Like if he wins a ring this year, that puts him at four and six. Yeah, ten finals appearances, just building that resume. You know, he's coming up on, on the all-time scoring record. Mm-hmm. If he goes four and six in championships and just say he finishes there and and gets the scoring rec- the, the all-time scoring record. title, that's a really hard resume to argue with. You know, yeah. even you had the six and oh from, from Jordan, and of course that will always be the talking point when you get in the GOAT argument, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to argue with four championships, ten appearances, all-time and an all-time score. leading score. And probably so, top five in assists, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Top five assists. And he could probably 2 P too. There's, like, there's the same know, roster next year. If he 2 P, it's crazy. That's the, that's, the, that's the thing you got to think about with the Clippers, That'd too, though. They can probably 2 P, too. So if either one... Not, p- not as much as the Lakers, Lakers though. Thing. I think Lakers have a better chance. You're a hater. No, seriously. No, you're really look look at the Clippers' salary cap they were for next year. Marcus Morris is going to be gone. Reggie Jackson. You know what's crazy? Harold too. And not a lot of people Harold, are talking they, they about. They paid Harold. Nah. They didn't pay him yet? Mm-mm. Well, they have enough to pay two of them. Two out of the three. I don't know. If, if Paul George and Kawhi are getting maxes... They'll probably have to go over the luxury tax, which they, they probably I, they will. can go over the luxury tax. Steve, Steve Ballmer yeah. would actually pay any amount of money. Yeah, he's yeah. different. He'll he'll he's drop out that of his back. Mind. Yeah, I'll, he'll probably do it. I don't know because, like, if you guys have been watching the the Nuggets series, Montrez Harrell and Lou Will haven't been. They're struggling. Yeah, they're they're yeah. playing Paul really George's bad. Inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to so, get from him every night. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's bad for Lou Will if you really check this. That's no. Yeah, bad. he's playing horrible. horrible. Montrez Harrell. I don't, is I don't know if you would pay him. Honestly, the same. On paper, the Clippers, in my opinion, have the best roster in the NBA. There's no way they should have not argument. swept the Nuggets. By they blew both sweep. these games themselves. They're I doing know. it to and themselves. They, and they not only did it in this series, they did it in the Mavericks series, mm-hmm. and we saw it from them in the regular season. Granted, they had health issues. This has been a consistent issue with this they team. They get up. And, and you can't do and that against... I like the Nuggets, but the Nuggets are not a great team, and neither are the Mavericks. You cannot do that against the Lakers and expect to win that series. You need to capitalize on every opportunity to win a game in a series like that. If Doc Rivers loses this series, he'd lose. He'd blow a three-one lead in three on the Clippers versus the Rockets. The uh, the Chris year, mm-hmm. yeah, the year that Josh Smith went crazy in Game Six. Yeah, oh, I remember that. <laughs> that um, was hilarious. And when he was a coach for the Magic, and he had Tracy McGrady, they were up three-one, and they lost too. Yeah. And he, blew, and he blew that 3-2 to LeBron in Boston, which 
Yeah. With, with, First year in Miami. He also right? that, he blew that three two to Orlando. Yeah, you're right. He, he blew right. the three two to Orlando. Did you, hear, did the you hear the clip of uh, Phil Jackson talking about? He said they're gonna blow. Yeah. The ball, Doc Rivers teams blow leads. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they're he this was like they're old, losers. This is, this is what all, they do. Wow, that was and, OD. and I like Doc. Like Doc's a great coach. I think he's a great coach, but it's it makes me start to wonder: Is he really as great of a coach? His teams as we get think too complacent is. when they yeah. get up. I started and his wondering that. Great word. His rotations when they're up are very very bad. If anybody ever knows, he takes Kawhi out in bad moments, and he takes Paul George out in bad. If you're up sixteen and you know. Putting Reggie Jackson and Pat Beverly in at the same time mm-hmm. with Lou Williams, that doesn't even make sense in nobody's mind. Mind you, with Jermichael Green and Montrezl Harrell, that is the worst five lineup I've ever heard in my life. What makes you think they're going to contain the lead against I mean, the Joker, Jamal Murray? And that's not going to work ever. You know, that's and I, I, thought, I thought that way about Doc when he didn't win a championship with the Clippers with Chris Paul and Blake. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, a championship maybe was a little bit too much, just went to but the at WCF. least the Western they didn't even Conference get past Finals. The round. They should have went exactly. at least twice to the WCF. At least that was a great team, a very great team. They had a bench, really they had a starting five, and what they had I a leader. What I don't agree with is that if the Clippers do end up losing, people are going to start talking about Kawhi and really, you know, bashing him, which is he doesn't deserve it because he's leading them in points, assists, rebounds, blocks, and steals. Mm-hmm. The same thing that we praise LeBron for doing when he loses mm-hmm. and he leads his teams. This is what Kawhi is doing right now, and he's efficient as well but LeBron has never blew a 3-1 lead though no I know he's never blew a 3-1 lead but and I don't he hasn't. like the leads that when when the Nuggets come back it's never when it's never Kawhi yes I'm saying it's never when Kawhi is in the yeah. game if yeah. Kawhi comes in the game when they're down and he has to go do all this extra stuff that he right when the Nuggets are in rhythm too yeah and, and Paul George has not been good I mean like he has had good spots in series yeah, but he has not been consistently yeah. good and that's a problem and you know it, it, it kind of is like we talk about LeBron. He's had to carry his whole career, and now I feel like we're seeing Kawhi having to carry a lot of the weight in, if, in Los oh Angeles. Man, right I don't now. know. I wouldn't go if there. If Paul carry his whole career, this team is this team it, it's is It's a stacked. really good team, but yeah, I just feel like everybody except Kawhi is underperforming right now. Everybody's just playing bad at the, at the worst time. Up. If Paul George doesn't show up against L.A., they don't oh, stand over. a chance. It's over no, at not. all. They're going to win. At all. Like, not even remote. Probably might. And Kawhi five. had a bad game this series. I forgot what last game. It was a game bad. where PG had a good game. Nah, That's the problem. Was last game was eighteen. Last eight. It was, it was two games ago. Team. Two games ago. Two games ago. Nah, game three eighteen isn't that good either. Though I think it, it might have been game three. I think it was that game he had a four. Bad game. Another thing that Kawhi and LeBron have in common is even when they have poor shooting games, they impact the game in so many other ways mm-hmm. that it's like they could shoot. 25% and they'll still give you probably 10 rebounds, 8 assists and Great play defense. solid like, defense. a dog. So, a beast. so who do you think wins game 7? <laughs> you asking me? <laughs> asking everybody. I'm Clippers. Clippers. I got to say the Clippers. I, I don't want to believe that there's a world. I feel like if they don't <laughs> blow them out, this good can Denver's going to win. If they if the Clippers don't come out and just blow them out the gym like they should be doing, <laughs> then the Denver is going to make it close and they're going to win. Me personally, I'm going to pick the Clippers, not because I, well, yeah, I do think they're going to win, but because I kind of want to jinx them. So I don't want to say, I don't want to say Denver. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I don't, I don't want to say Denver and then they lose. Wow. So I'll go with the Clippers, but the reason I'll go with the Clippers is because it, they have shown that they can dominate this team. They were up 15 and what? They 19. were up 19. 16 and 19. Mm-hmm. So you've shown you can dominate this team. They were up 3-1. So the, I think in Game Seven they, they just dominate them, and it's not even close. And that might be, but then they might blow that lead. Doing my little evil laugh behind the scenes, saying that <laughs> I, they're just going to dominate them. I could tell you who the fifteen biggest Nuggets fans in the country will be tomorrow night. 
the Lakers roster and coaching Hell staff. yeah. Could you imagine them playing? That would be like when we were robbed of LeBron and Kobe. It'd be over. Yeah, exactly. it'd be over For some five. reason, that, I thought you were going to say Shannon Sharp. Yo, like, I thought he was going to say Shannon Sharp. He's going to be one of the two. That's 16. No, no, 17. Nick Wright, Shannon Sharp, and then the Lakers. Easily. Because I, the, they Wright would stand wait. no oh chance against God. the Lakers. Coming off two seven-game series no, against they're teams. They're going to get smoked. You know, the, the Clippers are clearly a better team than the Nuggets. I think it's they fair to say five. that. Mm-hmm. So if they would have to go seven games, two series in a row, they would stand no chance. But I think we got to give a lot of credit to the Nuggets for even getting to this point because I, I thought they were going to get out of the first round much easier. But then I thought they I said thought no was, chance in this. I think series. we all thought so, it was like five Denver. He was calling round. for the firing of Mike Malone <laughs> <laughs> right away after that, and now it's Game Seven with the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers, I mean. But honestly, see. it's really they've started winning not even because they've made adjustments. It's just that they've started hitting shots and gotten hot. But Mike Malone really hasn't made anything different. He hasn't. I think he's starting to put the ball in everybody else's hands, other than running that same pick and roll that they run every <laughs> single play. I think you're starting to trust your teammates more, and that's going to work out for them in the long run. Jokic has been dominating this postseason. Michael, Tort- Michael Porter, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. Really gives you really a really thumbs up match yeah. of that statement, yeah. considering gonna, his press gonna, conference. The next other year night. is going to be a really, really, really good year for Denver. Yeah. Not this year, though. They're going to lose tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, Toronto and Boston, uh, their series ended. Uh, so, look. It looks sad. Are you, a more, are you more impressed with Boston or disappointed with Toronto? Why do you always ask me first? I don't know. I'm just asking everybody. <laughs> but I could go first. I, I think I'm more disappointed in Toronto. I think the series was phenomenal. They both played a great chess mass match. But when Siakam struggles this much, how can you not be disappointed with, with Toronto? And I think Fred Van Vliet, they, they struggle too. Like, he had some good games. Are you? I feel like you're discrediting the Boston's defense. Yeah, the defense no, right. no. Their defense was phenomenal. Which but, I told you was going to happen. Let's be honest. Did they play great defense on Marcus Gasol? Was Marcus Gasol just missing every single three point? Not Marcus Gasol. He was just missing. But let me let me give you these so numbers. Marcus Gasol shot thirteen percent from three. <laughs> Siakam thirteen percent. Van Vliet thirty two percent, and Lowry thirty one percent. These are all players that shoot like thirty four percent and above, and they were so below their averages. Siakam has been horrible all bubble though. He has been horrible. So to blame that on just that series when he's been horrible the whole bubble, uh. and there were stretches. In the Toronto, well, in Game 7 specifically, mm-hmm. there were stretches where Toronto just couldn't score. Their defense was great against Boston, but they Absolutely. just couldn't score down the stretch. And a last play, Fred Van Vliet going one-on-one with yeah, Grant Williams. That was Williams. a horrible play. Where was, the, where was the play design for that? There was, mm-hmm. It was just ISO. Honestly, I love Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet, but that's the last person I'm <laughs> letting take a last shot going one-on-one ISO. He got, no, last person, he got no separation on that yeah. shot like, at all. At all. Now, it was kind of questionable the, uh, a couple of times where Nick Nurse gave the ball to when he gave it to Norman Powell. I was so confused. I didn't agree with that. I didn't agree with the Fred Van Vliet. But then again, when your star player isn't hitting. I mean. And, and that is going to kind of lead me to my answer where he didn't even dominate the Nets. He's, he should have right. dominated the You're Nets. You're right. I think, don't have any big I think he's given him. us. I think he's given us kind of a taste of what we see Yo, in Giannis. Right. You, know, you know what's a crazy stat? What? You know. He shot eighteen percent from the three point uh, three point line against Boston. You know that's the worst in NBA history. I was just about to tell you the same stat. Eighteen point nine percent against the Celtics, and then he went four of thirty two overall. It was just he was the second worst three point percentage in playoff history. So he just wasn't really finding his rhythm. I told you guys. I mean, he to me he doesn't have much of a move. Say he doesn't have an arsenal. He doesn't put put his back to the basket. It's like your boy. 
Be honest, yeah. It's like you boy. <laughs> can't really shoot him. You'd rather Pascal shoot. I told you guys this a couple like a couple episodes ago. You'd rather him shoot. He's not an elite <laughs> shooter. Like, like I don't know. It's just I mean, look, when when, when a guy is shooting thirty five percent from the, from the three. I wouldn't just let but him shoot. But you, yeah, maybe yeah, with the bubble numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. His but. bread and butter's inside. I mean, Boston had really good defenders to match him. I would, Jalen Brown did a really good job on him. It was just, it was overall a bad series for Pascal. I mean, I, I it's hard for me to be disappointed with the Raptors because I said I, they over exceeded my expectations. I did not think they were going to be this good just because I didn't think that Pascal Siakam could be that guy, and he was. All regular season long. Yeah, he was. I mean, he showed star potential all season long. Mm -hmm. And then in the bubble, he was just terrible. So that (laughs) hurt them, which was disappointing because you look at that Celtics series and they were right there. They realistically should have won that series. Realistically, they should have got swept. Realistically, they should have got swept. Wait, who should have got swept? Toronto? Yes. They should have got swept. That game game winner changed everything. Yeah, that that was a big shot. In a sense that they were... In every game. Mm-hmm. And if you have a player like Siakam playing at the level he can, you should have, have won that series. Yeah. And they didn't even come ready for game one. They got blown out exactly. game one. And one was bad. <laughs> you know, I was watching this uh, Bob Myers video yesterday, and he, uh, he, he made a great point. The regular season and the playoffs is literally two different type of basketball. Yeah. And Siakam just showed us he's not ready to beat a man. Come playoff Even time. Even as a sidekick, he had some questionable series last year. Remember I, against uh, Milwaukee And I against told Philly. you guys that wing tandem was going to give Van Vliet and Siakam trouble because they can play D and they can score. I told you that. But you was not trying to listen to Marcus me. Marcus Smart, up, hold up. Hounding. You, you did say it. I'm not going to lie. You did say that, and you picked Boston to win. But when you made your prediction, you sounded like it was going to be a clean sweep in Toronto. You didn't have a chance. It okay. went to seven games. I may have said that. That sounded like it was going to be a clean sweep. But I... I I, I predicted six. I was wrong. It was seven. Okay. You had Toronto second <laughs> round, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no. I had Celtics. I had Toronto going to six. No, no but you I, had. Just you like had, he said, uh-huh. I didn't believe in Toronto. He knows this. I didn't believe in Toronto all year. Mm-hmm. I was saying, okay, yeah, they're going to win this many games. The regular, see, Toronto is a regular season team. They're going to win this many games. Mm-hmm. They're a good team. But come playoff time, I don't expect them to go to the finals or even go to the ECF. I expect them to lose to one of the big heavy hitters. It was I had either the Bucks beating them or the Celtics beating them. And the Celtics beat them. That's seven. Yeah, that's. I expected I them to make the conference finals, and they were a, a, a basket away from doing it. It was right there. But do you guys think that Pascal Siakam could be a franchise player? No, it depends. Nah, what's a f- franchise player? A player that can just consistently get you to the playoffs or win a championship for you? You mm. know what concerns me? His lack of skill. I think it, it could be both. <laughs> it could be both, bro. I think a franchise player is like. You could be either one or the second best player on the championship team. I mean, yeah, I he, think he's, 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 he he's more suited. Second yeah, best player. You see, he's more suited oh, for a sidekick. He can't be the one. On, no, he can't be the one. He's proven he can be number two. Of course, yeah. he's, he's a good consistently sidekick. though, because Kyle Lowry showed us signs of being number two last year too. So, yeah, I, to be honest, I know Siakam scored more than Lowry, but I think Lowry was that number two last year. Because you, you could say Siakam was number one in terms of points this year, but I think Lowry led that team all year, and Lowry was a leader at least in the playoffs this season. You sent me the topics the other night, and I was looking at them, and I was like, Pascal Siakam. I I really like him. Mm -hmm. And what I thought, the first thought that came to my head was, he reminds me of a young Giannis. Like, when when Giannis was younger and you saw the potential, 
and then I looked. He's 26, yeah. and Giannis is 25. So yeah. it's like and Giannis <laughs> is way better than you know. That. He right. doesn't have that room to grow. He's got to really mature quickly and grow that outside game, right <laughs> especially in a league that is so perimeter centric. I don't know if he can get much better than what he is right now, mm-hmm. and I don't think he'll ever be able to be the best player on a championship team. But again, I think that list is like eight guys, so I think that's a little bit unfair to judge him on. I think he can definitely be the second best player on a championship team. But Done it already. even then, it's <laughs> stretching though, because I don't think I, I look at Siakam and I don't. He doesn't scream to me top ten, top fifteen in the league. No, no, he no, doesn't no. scream. No. So I don't like. It's hard to judge him because he, like I said, he's twenty six already, and he's. I feel like his position is kind of weird too, in a sense. He's too skinny to be down low. But he's too tall to really be at the top, so he's kind of like in between hybrid. Yeah, so it's like, and his handle is pretty shaky too. It, yeah, I, mean, I think his problem is this: is that most of his points, his twenty three that he averaged in the regular season, came off of fast breaks mm. a lot, most of the time, right? And then you go into the playoffs, you play more in a half court system, and now you can't really create your own shot. Mm-hmm. Like that's his problem. He he doesn't have good shot creation, and. It, Toronto making him the primary scorer kind of messed him up because he was still playing elite defensively. He was playing great defense. Oh, yeah, he just Tatum. couldn't he get was. it going. So it's you get to a point where your defensive performance is still the same. You're still really good, but your offense drops down so much because you're asked to do so much on the other end. Whereas last year, Kawhi took the whole burden. And that's, the, that. that's the thing for a wing because as a wing, you have to learn how to be that versatile. Like you see Paul George, you see Jason Tatum, you see Kawhi. They're versatile all three levels. Siakam... He's a wing, but he lacks the three-level scoring. Like You say he shot 35%, but it's not like a, I'm coming down, hit you with a few of these, and then I'm going to pull it, and it's going to go in. No. Yeah. And he scores mainly off fast break points. So he has to go into the offseason. He has to work on his game, work on his, work on his half-court game. And because they're probably gonna bring back the next, they're probably gonna bring back the same court group of guys next yeah, year. Yeah, resign Kyle Lowry. Yeah, no, not Kyle. I thought it was Van Vliet. I thought Kyle was on a one-year deal. Van Vliet has to be resigned. Yeah, they yeah. definitely had to bring Van Vliet, yeah. Ibaka, and somebody. I think a Saul. I think those are the three guys. But yeah, you got to you run it back with the core group of guys. See who comes back better because you still got Kyle Lowry, who's going to be a dog next year. He's still going to be that little pit bull, the leader. You still got Van Vliet. You got Norman, whatever his name is. Norman Powell. Norman Powell. He's Terrence good. Davis isn't bad. You know he's going to be right. here. Solid. I think he barely played this series. I, I don't didn't know see him much why. And Anobi took a huge step. He's, he's good, good too. Yeah, you got he's, really he's only what is he like twenty two, twenty three? He's another Siakam. young guy. I think guy. he has potential to be better than Siakam long term because he's only twenty one. He's another 22. guy. With sh- their wings are shaky when it comes to skill. Their wings are very. Sh- that's the thing. Celtics, their wings. Are just more skilled than Toronto's yeah, wing. So when it came down to the fourth quarter, Jalen Brown and Tatum are going to get their shots. It's just going to be if they make it or not. Kemba's going to get his shot. Van Vliet looked like he couldn't really get the separation he wanted. He couldn't really get his spots. Siakam, we already know he couldn't get to his spots because Tice was standing down there. And you got you got to get past Jalen Brown first, yeah. who's no slouch defensively. Yeah. So it was really just Kyle Lowry's trying to save the day. He was doing phenomenal. It just that's not enough though. You playing Kemba. Brown and Tatum is just not enough, and they had no Gordon Haywood. So I just wanted to let that let, let that be known. They had no Gordon Haywood, and I, I think the Celtics. I was super impressed with the Celtics year. All of them took a huge jump. I mean, we laugh. I don't know about you guys. I laughed at the Jalen at the Jalen Brown contract this off season, and he has really lived up laugh, to I that just contract. Didn't pay attention to it. You know, Jason Tatum has taken that step to show he can be a legit superstar in this mm-hmm. league. Although I don't think he's there yet. He can be a superstar, and those two guys 
were better than anybody that the Raptors had on the roster. So it's tough to match up with that. A lot of people Tandem. meme Jalen Brown. They they said he didn't deserve that money when it when the contract first happened. He he proved everybody wrong. Yeah, he's really everybody. Based off of last season, he definitely did not deserve the money because he was not great last season. He was good, but he was definitely not deserving of that money. And then he, re- I, I you got to give credit to the Celtics because they saw it in him and he grew into that role and, and really earned that contract. Kind of giving me what. Indiana wanted to do with Paul George and Danny Granger, kind of just to play the two-man wing mm-hmm. at the top. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting right now. But it's, we'll see, man. They got Miami up next. So we'll Miami see. and Boston, who do you guys have in that series? I mean, me personally, I have I have <laughs> Miami because I've already picked Miami. I'm you sticking did, with did. them. But I, I think I'm picking Miami more because of experience. Because I, mm. I think that Iguodala and Jimmy Butler bring something to the table that Boston doesn't have. What Especially Jimmy, Iguodala. What does Jimmy bring to the Tatum to the table that Jason Tatum and Brown haven't brought to the table? Experience. Experience where? He's a dog, man. He is a I dog, would take but him what? on my team anyway. Tatum and Brown yeah, have been to an ECF before, before Jimmy Butler. They've been there before. They yeah, played LeBron. So they played the yeah. guy, the guy, the number one guy. They mm-hmm. played him before. Took him to seven. They played Giannis twice already. They played guys. You're right before. about that, but Iguodala's made five straight. Oh finals. no, I wasn't even talking about. Yeah, yeah. You got but Jimmy Butler. Look. Jason Tatum, he's everybody's putting him in like the superstar category. A lot of people are right now, mm-hmm. but I think what's going to prove it to me is what he's going to do against Jimmy Butler because Butler's going to take on the challenge to guard him. You like, think without Jimmy's a doubt? Check him? And if Jimmy checks him and um, Tatum struggles, then we'll kind of see where Tatum is at right mm-hmm. now. Okay. If Tatum goes off, then we'll see. Yeah, he is the real deal, and he's the future for real. But I got Miami. Okay. I just think they're three-point shooting. I yes, think, Chris like, crazy. out of all the teams that are still left in the playoffs, they're first in percentage, and I think they're first in attempts. Their <laughs> defense is phenomenal. They're great defensively. Absolutely. Bam out of bio. I think he's going to abuse Tice down I low. Abuse, but. I think he's going to abuse Tice <laughs> down low. And you just got a bunch of guys like Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic to score Tyler Hero. And these guys, yeah, they might not be the best defenders, but they all play and hustle extremely hard. Especially Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is mm-hmm. is really he's a, he's he, a, he's a, he's a he's dog a, too. He's a shot hitter. Miami just has a bunch of dogs, and I think Boston, their dog, legitimate dog, is Marcus Smart. Outside of that, there's nobody else that really hustles mm. as hard as people that Miami that Miami they're gonna hustle. And I feel like a couple of those Boston guys are coming into their own a little bit. Like, I think Jalen Brown can get like that. I think Jason Tatum can get like that. But they're not there yet. And you mentioned Jimmy Butler. He's going to step up and, and get in Jason Tatum's face. And it's really going to show you what kind of guy Jason Tatum is. Is he going to accept that challenge and go right at him? Or is he going to shy away? And I also love that you brought up Bam Adebayo. I think he has been the X factor for them all postseason long. Uh, his defense on Giannis in the last round was the biggest difference in the series, in my opinion. He is one of the only guys in the league that can match up head-to-head with Giannis. And I think that, like you mentioned, there is nobody in the Celtics organization that can guard Bam Adebayo except maybe Taco Fall. And he's only <laughs> going to be out there. He's a minus three for yeah, his playoff exactly. right um, so. I'm, I, it's It's tough because Miami is going to be a challenge, but... Here's the thing, Toronto. I'm interested. This is. I feel like this right here, this series is going to be a Kemba Walker series. And why I say that is why I say that is because Toronto played a little bit of a box and one on Kemba, and Kemba's not going to see defenders like because Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, Jimmy. They're going to be busy with Jalen Brown, 
and Jason Tatum. Those are going to be, they're going to be busy. So you got guys like Tyler Harrell, which, no offense, he's a good offensive player. I'm talking about defense here, though. Tyler Harrell, Duncan Robinson, Garan Dragic. You got guys like that guarding Kemba. Kemba, this got to be really your time where you got to really, because these, these aren't Kyle Lowry's who we all know he's a pit defensively. These aren't mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet. These are guys you can really exploit on the offensive end. You can really turn it around, get open shots for that. And you said he's going to abuse Tice. Tice was second in the league in defensive real plus minus, so he's not like no scrub defensively. <laughs> like so, it's, you're acting like it's going to. That's going to end. You said Jimmy's going to check Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's right. But you know, Marcus Smart is also going to check Jimmy Butler. And Marcus Smart, we all know, is probably one of the best defensive guards in the league. So that's going to be a challenge for Jimmy. I'm hoping Smart can disrupt and become that pesky guy, sort of like a better Pat Bev. He could just annoy Jimmy Butler, get him out of his rhythm, cause him to make some turnovers. But definitely, Boston has to control the three-point line and make sure Miami is not hitting their shots or it's going to be ball game. But I got Boston in six. I agree with Rich, <laughs> I agree with Rich, Boston. You know what's the thing is that you talk about that individual oh matchup between Marcus Smart and Jimmy Butler, <clears throat> but Miami passes the ball. They're second in assists, so yeah. they're not an unselfish team. Absolutely. I think Boston is more kind of like ISO-oriented. They ISO way more than Miami. Miami is going to spread the sugar. Everybody's going to get a little taste <laughs> of the basketball. They're, everybody's going to get a little taste, and that's why they create so many shots. And I know that that number about Tice, it surprised me. I didn't think he was you didn't that know good. That? Nah, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But I still, like, based off of just what my eyes tell me, mm-hmm. I think Bam's just going to abuse him in that matchup. Well, Miami is not going to be able to play zone like they usually do because they're one of the teams in the league that use zone the most. They've actually, they're the most zone useless team in the league. And with a team like Boston, you're not going to be able to use zone. So it's going to be interesting to see what their five-man lineup is at the end of fourth quarters late in time who are they going to, who's going to check who who's going to check brown who's going to we know who's going to check tatum but who's going to check brown who's going to check Kemba. so it's really good for me miami i just i'm just interested to see the matchups and how they're going to defend but i know bam is going to be there down low cuz tice isn't really a threat on offense aside from the lobs they like to throw so it's just definitely going to be interesting to see the matchups that, that's my biggest concern, and it's been my concern for the Celtics all season long, and they've made it this far, so maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> they have nobody down low. I like Daniel Tice is solid defensively, and Cantor is solid offensively, but they're both so— There's a reason why he doesn't play. They're both such liabilities <laughs> on the opposite end. Yeah. If they could combine those two, they win the Eastern Conference with no problem, in my opinion. But they just have no presence down low. When they have Tyson— they have a slight presence defensively, but he's a net negative offensively, and the other way around. Can't, with Cantor, can't so. I shoot? Ah, <laughs> like what's his three point percentage? Because I've seen him make a couple. I don't even see him stretch out yeah. there. I'm gonna I, be honest, oh. bro. <laughs> that might have been Aaron Baines. Yeah, Baines is the shooter. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, because Tice doesn't go out there like ever. He <laughs> usually stays hovers around the paint, and they'll occasionally throw him a yeah. lob or two. He's just kind of like dead weight offensively. Yeah. Like offensively, he's, he's there. Just, like, hey. if they could swap out Cantor on offense and then timeout and then call Tyson <laughs> and bring him in every time, it'd probably do that. But Also, I think another X factor that uh, Miami has for them is that they have a way deeper bench. Mm-hmm. Boston plays, like, what, six guys? Then it's, like, Ojale and Wanamaker. No, no, they'll play Grant Williams before they play Ojale. It's, like, seven, six and a half Man, guys. Grant Williams, you know, I think he's a great defender. I think he could turn into that legitimate small That's ball late, five. Yeah. But he just doesn't have a shot. He not just right, can't yeah, right shoot now. It's not. I mean, Gordon Hayward is coming back eventually. So you got Wait, another guy. Is he coming back this series? No, yeah, it's this series. I think mm-hmm. they said game two or game three. But he's he's coming back and he hasn't touched the basketball in a very long time. So I think they're going to play him off the bench because if you're coming, you're bringing him back. You're taking Smart's minute away and he's been really 
really good. He's the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, so he's like the Draymond. So you know you gotta you gotta keep exactly. him. Exactly. So, he but Hayward player. is another versatile wing that can get his shot, create for others, and play a little defense. So you got another guy coming back. So it's really, I think this is going to be a pretty. You know what? I'm going to change my pick. Celtics in seven. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, Celtics. Who do you have? I'm going to go Heat in six. I think the most important thing is just I the presence down low, just because. You know, I think they're going to work inside through Bam Adebayo mostly, but they're going to work inside, work it through the paint, and kick it out to their shooters. And it, it's not going to be about individual matchups. It's just going to be about they're going to have to double down onto Bam because I don't think they could defend him one-on-one. And then mm. who are you doubling off of? You I don't know? think you double Bam yet. I think you let game one flow. Let us see, how, let's see how it's looking. If he's just dominating him, then it's like, all right, <laughs> we got to make some adjustments. Well, I think one-on-one, I don't think he's going to get – Cause I don't think he's gonna get dominated. Cause it's not like Bam is like Bam is nice. Don't get me wrong. He's a guy who can go inside and out. But that's not their game. Like you said, they're a passing team. So they're not gonna just oh he has ISO. We're gonna he has the mismatch. We're gonna, we're gonna just give him the ball. No, Miami's a team that just spreads the sugar. Love to move the ball regardless of who's guarding who. They love to pass it around. So I think that's gonna benefit Boston in a way. Cause it's not gonna be such a big mismatch with Tice guarding Adebayo. But yeah, if he's killing him, yeah, you gotta make some adjustments. My big concern for the Heat is that. A lot of their talent is youth. Like mm. Bam Adebayo has not been here. Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, all of those guys play big roles for this team, and they haven't been here. So if if those guys don't step up in this Easter Conference Finals, mm-hmm. it's it's curtains. It's well, done. Drogic is That's where well guys too. like Jay Crowder, Iguodala, and Butler come in. Drogic, too. Yeah, Drogic, too. But I don't think – what's his playoff experience like? Because well, he been didn't balling. have none in Phoenix. He's been balling as of recently. He played with Miami when they lost to – uh, Philly. Philly in five, so that's I think that's about it though. So JC, who do you have? I got Boston in seven too. Hey, really? My guy, I got I got oh, Heat. I got the hater, heat bro. I swear, I got the Heat in seven. <sighs> Ridiculous. I, I I really believe in the Heat this year, even though like before the year started, I didn't care about <laughs> yeah, you. Them at did all. not at all. I was laughing at Bam Adebayo before the season. Really? Because I didn't think he was going to take this leap. I uh, didn't either. I thought he was good. I didn't think he was going to like go crazy. But yeah, this was a pretty impressive leap. I thought he should have won MIP. That's just me though. So this year, the Eastern Conference has showed me that it's basically wide open. There's no, there's no definitive team that is going to be ruling the Eastern Conference for years to come unless Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown take this humongous leap. But the team that right now went healthy next year that has the best shot is probably the Brooklyn Nets. I think that's a completely wrong. Think so? No, nah, I don't. But Keep going. They, they have the best. They have the best duo out of any team in the Eastern Conference: Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm. So, do you guys think that they can make the finals next year? Do I think? Yes, because they have the talent. They have Kyrie, Katie, Spencer Dinwiddie. They have Karis LeVert. They have Joe Harris. They have their bigs, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. So they have guys. I think that first year though is they're not going to make it. I think everybody's going to got to gel first. I think it's going to be the gel year, the year everybody gets it together. Katie's. Still got to get his rust out. Kyrie got to learn how to play with each other. And then I think the next year is going to be like, all right, we had our fun first year. Let's rock out. I still believe in Boston next year. I think I still believe in Boston next year. The way they're taking the leap, I can only assume and hope that Jalen Brown and Tatum take that next big leap. And then they'll be able to compete with Boston. I'm not saying Kemba's better than Kyrie because he's not. I'm thinking they're like right here. You got Jalen Brown. He's Better than everybody not named Katie and Kyrie. Jason Tatum is also better than everybody not named Katie and Kyrie. So I think that's going to be like Boston and t- the Nets are going to be like, of course, in Milwaukee, they're just going to be jockeying for the position <laughs> of next year. But 
Yeah, I think Milwaukee they Milwaukee to make the finals. Oh no, they're just going to be winning fifty to sixty games next year, <laughs> okay. and then you know make the finals. I don't know if Giannis comes back with a jump shot. Hell yeah, but I doubt it. So we'll, we'll <laughs> are, see. Are you betting on that? Hell no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not betting on that one. But yeah, I got. Well, can the Nets win the title? Yes. Will they? I don't think they'll win it the first year though. What about I, you? I'm a Net fan, and oh, I God. am. Ho- I'm I'm not a net fan who's out here. Do you, you think? Know, Car- Never mind. I'll I'm not. I'm not throwing. I'm we'll not, that. Well, yeah. That's his own thing. He'll ask that later. I'm not throwing the parade yet because yeah. there are certainly hoops that the Nets got to jump through before they can be a mm-hmm. title team. And the first thing is this off season, which Sean Marks has done an incredible job with this team. But I am so nervous getting through this off season because all the talks have been what they're going to do to improve the team. I don't think they need to do anything. I think mm. they have a really solid core there. I think so, too. And I don't think – I think it would be really short-sighted to trade for a guy like Bradley Beal. There's not enough basketballs in the gym. <laughs> he doesn't bring anything defensively that you don't have already, mm-hmm. and that's not what you need. It would just be making a move for a super uh, – I think a, Stars' sake. That, that know, definitely a is a, I think is a, a Drew holiday grabbing move. I think a Drew Holiday would be a game-changer for you guys. I would guys. like a Drew Holiday move. A guy who can defend and score and also create yeah. for others. I think that would be the guy you need. To take the weight off Kyrie in the backcourt, yeah. so he can play defense. And he can also guard wings too. Yeah. So I just don't want the Nets to give up too much to get a name. Like I think that I would be okay trading Spencer Dinwiddie because I think that he is the odd man out of mm-hmm. that group of guards, and and Kevin Durant, who is essentially a guard when he wants to be, just because he's such a good isolation scorer. And he can distribute, but he is mostly an isolation yeah, scorer. I think he would thrive somewhere else. So for nothing else than his own sake, he would be the guy that I would be most willing to get rid of. Um, I don't think they need to make a move, though. And so I think getting through the offseason is the first step in them being a championship contender. And I think you made a good point. Do I think they can? 100%. Do I think they will? That's a much different question. I want to say yes because I'm a net fan, <laughs> but you know, it, a lot depends on what Kevin Durant comes back as. If you can get him at 75, 80%, he's solid. still one of the best players in the league. Keep trying to tell but, this guy that. No, yeah, but not Luca though. Oh my. I still I would still have Luca, bro. I I, I, I love Luca. Kevin it's Durant just, at 90% is better than everybody on earth except LeBron. Yeah, the the good <laughs> thing about Kevin Durant is like if it was a Russell Westbrook or a Giannis, oh, he's done. He his career is over because they rely on athleticism. But Kevin Durant could stand on the court with his feet tied together on the wing and still get you 20 points a night. Like, he just scores in his sleep. I'm just imagining that right now. As much as it's a joke, it's really not that ridiculous of a thing to say because he has such a deep, extensive bag. He is just a born scorer. So, like, I'm not that concerned about his athleticism because I know he can get his. KD Trey. And then, you know, the health is obviously the big concern. Like, can KD stay out there? Kyrie, can too. Kyrie stay out there because we watched what happened this year. When he was out there, he was one of the arguably the second or third best point guard in the league healthy. Sure. And the question is, can he stay out there? You know, I don't have I don't have as many questions about like the team chemistry and, you know, KD and Kyrie, like can they coexist? I definitely think they can. They made the decision to come here and play together. Clearly they think they can work together. I'm not gonna question that. But the health is the biggest concern for me. Uh I'm a Nets <laughs> fan just like you. I I, I do think we have a Shot at making the championship. I do think we can win, but, you know, like you said, our two core guys are injury prone. Our third, 
you know, our third player that's supposed to be that guy. Karis LeVert is also, also injury prone. Um, I like the team. I like the way the team is set up. I like Kyrie Irving at point guard. He's a great score. You got Kevin Durant, who's a great score. I want to resign Joe Harris just so that he's that, you know, he can stretch oh, the floor. his contract is. Yeah, up. he's a free agent. They need to and, bring and, him And back. I think that he's going to have a lot of suitors, and I don't think it's out of the realm that he could leave, but who knows. Um, I like our... Our two big man duel with DeAndre Jordan I have a question and Jared about Allen. When you're done too. You know, they, they protect the paint. They get rebounds. They block shots. I think this team is constructed well. I agree with you. I don't think we should trade for, like, a Bradley Beal type of player because, like you said, defensively he doesn't bring anything. He just brings more scoring. There's not enough basketball for the three players. Um, My biggest concern for the Nets is just injuries. I mean, it's kind of crazy that your top three guys who are the top three best players on your team are all injury prone. And that's Kevin the good Durant. thing with the depth. Like exactly. that's why you don't want to give up a Dimwitty or a Levert exactly because the you know, games. Kyrie's fans. gonna miss twenty exactly, games. Exactly. So. Thirty. He's gonna miss twenty games. <laughs> you need <laughs> you have, somebody you have to that carry guy, the Spencer load. Dimwitty, who, yeah. who's, who's a yeah, very yeah, yeah. very reliable starter. Um, yeah. So, like I said, my concern is just the injuries. Do I think this team can gel? Yes. But I mean, we'll have to find out. <laughs> I think the no, you go first. I, I just have a quick question. Um, all right, so you guys are talking about trading Dinwiddie, right? Would you be more? Are you more comfortable with walking in with the lineup with a a big man like Jared Allen or DeAndre Jordan? Pick your poison. They both do the same thing. Or are you comfortable with trading Dinwiddie for a small ball four who like can defend four? Yeah, like they have Torian like, Prince though. He sucks. He's I not, know that was a joke. He's hard. If, oh, you, I, if you could get Atlanta, like Torian Torian Gordon, Prince, that's what I was expecting. Atlanta Torian Prince he wasn't would have been perfect for this line. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys made him take 15 shots. So, I mean, that's a good point. you guys turned he, him into he, like the he, third scorer. He's, he's not going to be good. But he's relatively a good shooter. He's not a 34% shooter. I mean, if he's taking like eight shots. No, he wasn't a guy. No, you had you had Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie, Karis LeVert. Well, when Kyrie was down, it's like that's when he started taking all the damn shots. I think Joe Harris. Would you be more comfortable with walking in with like an Aaron? Gordon type guy, yes. like a small yeah. ball five. Not, Aaron Gordon sounds he's, ugly. Is it crazy? And, and maybe this is just me being delusional, but can Rody Kuruks be a guy who can give you solid small ball? Small I don't ball even know minutes? who you just said. Rody Allen's Kuruks. How did you feel <laughs> about his postseason performance? He played so oh, he played pretty, guys at the he bottom of the roster. Well yeah, the yeah, he played pretty well in the he bubble. He played great in the bubble. He was. Awesome. What about Dario Sarge? He Sartre? was awesome too. You the John at Musa? We don't have Dario Sarge. I'm saying, like, oh. would you trade from like, a guy like that, like a stretch uh, for that could pop it out would be a good three. fit. It he would could be shoot. He, could, yeah. Yeah. he could defend. Just get PJ Tucker. PJ yeah. Tucker. Honestly, he that would actually be bad. literally be perfect. That's that would a 6'4 be bad. center. You don't want that. 6'5. Six, 6'5. Six, yeah, no, I, don't, uh, I don't want. Just put him at the four. I don't put like Katie at the five? the idea no, of put Katie at the three. You got Jared Allen starting. I'm saying, if, I'm saying, because the league is transcending into a small ball league, mm-hmm. and Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan are great defensive bigs, but they offer virtually nothing on offense except for lobs. And Kyrie isn't put a backs. guy <laughs> who's going to throw a lob, and neither is Katie. Those are move out the paint. I'm gonna, I want my ISO. So would you be more comfortable trading Dinwiddie for like a, a maybe a Vucevic? Type what? player of guy course. who can stretch out. Yeah, I think Dinwiddie and Allen in a pick for Vucevic that would put you guys pretty far. That'd be you still That's get to keep the bird. That'd be amazing. That's and like, he can really shoot like, like yeah, out. He's I'm saying he can shoot on that. Like a guy like that. that, a guy who can stretch out. You know, shoot the three because that Allen down low. And honestly, no team really loses out on anything. I mean. Well, I mean, Orlando, Orlando gets Spencer, Jared Allen. They have no. Mo Bamba, too, so I think they want it bad. Yeah, exactly. And they're kind of stuck Vucevic. right now. Like, they're like anybody who can shoot and stretch the floor fits the yeah, Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinwiddie's going to 
he's gonna people are gonna want him. So I'm saying that would be because they also need a point guard too. So yeah, you know that I'm all in on small ball. I, I love the idea of it. But the reason why I don't think it fits the Nets is because I think their personnel is good enough to win without it. Because um, the reason why the Rockets, they had to go small ball is because you couldn't pack the paint with Westbrook there, even right. to an extent with Harden. With Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant, it's not much of a problem because mm. they're probably going to be getting most of their baskets on the perimeter. And What, he, what do we think of Steve Nash? I like I'm that. Still, I'm, I, I don't want to say I have say a hot anything. take about Steve Nash. Oh, I like it. Hot take, hot take. Hot <laughs> My take. hot take about Steve Nash is I think that he – he gives me Steve Kerr level. I was going to say the vibe. same thing. Yeah, I think he's going to thrive for you guys. That the way that Steve Kerr shocked all of us, I think Steve Nash is going to do the same thing. He gives me that feeling. That feeling of Steve Kerr, how good he was as a coach. Me too. That's what I feel about I feel like Steve Nash. Have the best I think you need a coach. I think Nash is the type of coach who's very nonchalant, very calm. He's not going to yell at you. He's not going to be all in your ass. He's the guy who's going to talk to you and really treat you like we're on the same level. Yeah. You need that's what Steve Kerr was. He'll sit down mm-hmm. with you. To, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he'll, sit, he'll sit down with you, talk to you. You know, he's not gonna sit there and yell at you. He's gonna say, Yo, look, this is what strengths you need to do. and weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. He's, and you don't need that Greg Popovich in your ass coach sometime. Sometimes you just need that calm, cool, collected coach. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Nash is gonna be. He fits that for Katie and Kyrie. I think offensively we're gonna be just fine. I think we're gonna be a top I think five. Offense. Be tough it's five, just yeah. defensively I'm worried. We, I just, well, I, I don't just, think you'll be top five because you won't be healthy enough. I think you'll be like fair. eight, nine. Given, given that, but I'm just, I'm just nervous defensively. You know, Steve Nash or even the last uh, Kenny Atkinson. The Nets aren't really a defensive orient, uh, oriented team. So, and I also kind of think that we don't have the personnel to be a really good defensive team. No, definitely. I agree with you when not. you said you got Kyrie Irving. Doesn't it's not really that good of a defender. You got Karis Levert. He's just an average defender. Joe Harris can't really I think defend size anybody. Just helps him. You don't know a KD. KD was a good defender, but Very you don't good know who he's going to exactly. be now. Exactly. So that's that's a big who question you, mark. The thing that the question mark with the Nets is going to be: Who are you when a guy is getting a bucket? Who are you going to put on him to stop him? And you guys don't have a stopper. That's we don't. That's why I said Drew that, Holiday was a perfect because he can amazing. stop wings. The guy, he can stop anybody, wings, guard, except yeah. the center, relatively, but he can stop somebody. So that's going to be tough for you guys. But you guys can also get a bucket with any yeah, team exactly. in the yeah, league. True. So it's going to be interesting. It's just worrisome. I, I like the Steve Kerr comparison. That's the guy he was in the building with in mm-hmm. Golden State where he really got his, his start in front office outside of basketball. Um, Him and Katie and, and Steph played golf together. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. Like my, my first gut reaction was like, we went through this with Jason Kidd. Why are we yeah, going back? <laughs> but then when I thought about it, like – Jason Kidd, as as much as he's considered one of the greatest point guards of all time, and deservedly so, mm-hmm. he was never known as this great communicator. At all. Like, a lot of the stories that you hear about him off the court are not great. Not Steve only Nash, that, yeah. but Jason Kidd, when he was in Brooklyn, was he had kind of an unprofessional reputation. Yeah, exactly. He always got DUIs. Exactly. Realistically, I'm going to be honest also, the team wasn't like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't 100% agree. It was a good team. It was a playoff team, but it wasn't a championship team. 100% agree. And Steve Nash is a guy who, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I've heard nothing but good no, things he's a great about guy. him as a leader, a person, mm-hmm. a communicator. And that's what I think the most important thing is because... You know, I I'm sure you guys saw it the other day. The video of Steve Kerr talking to Steph Curry in, in multiple mm-hmm. different games, where he was just talking him through like rough stretches, mm-hmm. and the way he yeah. communicated with Steph and got him back on the right pages. I think exactly what you need for guys like KD and Kyrie. Definitely, definitely Kyrie. Cause and so there's stories about Steve Nash that I think each game he would high five his teammates like about 150 to 200 times. I love you know, his that. godson is your man, your guy. Uh, RJ Barrett, <laughs> RJ yeah, godson. It's gonna be horrible when they play him. He's gonna get, he's gonna game plan for Barrett so. He well. knows exactly how he plays too. 
That's crazy. Nah, Steve Nash is a great hire. Uh, I like that. That's yeah. definitely the guy you needed to go into the future. And if you don't win, life. At least, yeah. at least get there. Yeah. And, and and the other good thing about like beyond being good now with KD and Kyrie, I think that just getting those two guys in the building made you a player. Yeah. Like they had the Paul Pierce experiment, but didn't they were still kind of looked at as like a joke. You didn't speaking, have a KD frankly. Talent, yeah. And you know sometimes you need to be. Willing to give up a good, solid culture for talent mm-hmm. because talent wins in this league. Yeah, and yeah. Bring, even if you don't win a championship with this core, you made yourself a location that guys are going to look at when, when they're contracts. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I love D-Lo. Shout out to D-Lo, one of my favorite really good, But he helped fast. you guys get to where you needed yeah, to get. Exactly. And he deserves enough credit. He put you on the map, got you guys the fame, all that. And now you guys have Katie and Kyrie. Shout out to D-Lo, though. So right yeah. now, Brooklyn's third star oh, is Karis LeVert. <laughs> so the real question is, can Karis LeVert be that third star? Is he the star player? Based off history, what third stars, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, those type of guys. Karis LeVert, if you look at his numbers, when he's healthy, he's a, he's a solid, he can be the star of a team. But to be a star, the third star of a team, you have to be consistent. You have to be healthy. You have to be available. Yeah. He is none of those three. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say no for right now just because of the simple fact that he's always – and he had these injuries since college. I followed him in college in Michigan. Of the, he fell out of the lottery yeah. because of it. Yeah, he fell out. He was he – was he was, before he fell out of the lottery, he was putting he, up he was record numbers. He was averaging a triple-double. Yeah, he was Michigan putting up record year. numbers, and they were winning. Gets hurt. Same thing, his foot, always his foot, always his foot. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, he has to be healthy, consistent, and if he's healthy and consistent, he can be that third star. Yeah. He doesn't even need to be the third star. Just exactly. has to be there when they need him to be there. Yeah, Like a J.R. Smith. <laughs> Hopefully a little bit better. Yeah, just a little bit better. But J.R. be hitting some... J.R. Smith went on the Knicks. No, no, no. Well, he hit some big shots for you guys. More like J.R. in Cleveland. Oh yeah, Jared I Cleveland. don't have any good memories from Jr. <laughs> really? Cleveland. You guys, uh, Jr. Cleveland. I have the, crazy. the oh, no, okay. game one debacle. Better, better, better one. Danny Green and San Antonio. Okay, I like. Yeah, that. but your name is like, like elite that. shooters. Karis Levert. No, I'm just, I'm just a guy shooter. who shows up. Oh, okay. I'm just a guy okay, who okay, shows okay. up. Okay. Danny Green and San Antonio. That's cool. As long as he's I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. The biggest concern for me is his health, and mm-hmm. I also don't think he needs to be a star. I think he can be a star on a team like. I don't know. The Knicks? I, yeah, the Hornets? I didn't want to say, but the, the Hornets. Knicks, the yeah, Hornets. Hornets. Like, teams that aren't going to win anything next year, he could go and average 25 a game if he stayed on the court 60, 70 games, yeah, maybe. He could put 25 on the Hornets. Like, he has star Trash. potential. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. His ability is there, but the question is, can he stay and on you, the court for 60 games? You have to look at the league, too. The league isn't dominated by the Golden State Warriors. It's a two-star league and then exactly. a bunch of role players and exactly. good players after. So they don't need... If they get him to be a star, perfect, great. Yeah. You're going to the chip. If you don't, just need him to be that good player that's going to yeah. show up like a vet. Spencer Dinwiddie to lean on, too. Yeah. Isn't he, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie Spencer's going to give you 18 off the bench. Yeah. Easy. All the time. 18, mm-hmm. 18 and 6. I know that I go back and forth on Twitter with, with Sebastian and all you Nets fans that talk, that talk about Karis LeVert like he's this Hall of Famer. But realistically, he is a good player. And I think that some some of these comparisons that Nets, fan, Nets fans just drive me crazy. <laughs> it's just this rivalry. But Sound like Stephen A. Karis LeVert can be a good player, and I think he's shown that in the playoffs he, he performs under pressure. I mean, last two playoffs he's averaged 20 points. Mm-hmm. This past playoffs he shot 40, 43% from three. Mm. So he's... He's labeled like not as a knockdown shooter, but I mean he's shown that he Solid can shooter. be. He shoots thirty six percent from three in he the regular season. Matters. 
Yeah. So he, he can hit some big shots. And what impressed me the most, especially in the bubble, is Karis LeVert was having these games where he would put up 10-plus assists like uh, in a row. He took over. Yeah, he's even when he wasn't playmaker. shooting the ball well, he was impacting he took the game over with yeah. defensively. When he needed to take ball, over, you yeah. saw it. He can do it when he's healthy. He can mm-hmm. do it for short spurts when he's healthy. He just has to be healthy. He has problems. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him. Do you think it's out of the realm of a possibility that Karis LeVert is a Chris Middleton level player? The, the only question I have is, you know, I think that the fact that we have KD, Kyrie, and even Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. even Joe Harris, like it's going to stunt his ability yeah. to get to that level just because you're never going to see him as the number two guy unless, God forbid, you lose one of those guys for the season. Yeah. I think it always comes down to the system. I think Middleton's system is benefited for him to to perform. He just has to get better and be that guy. Mm-hmm. I think to put Levert in that type of system where he can't really shoot as well as Chris Middleton because Chris Middleton's a knockdown shooter, yeah. and it'll force him to because he likes to attack the paint, drive, so it'll just clog up the paint for Giannis. I don't think he'll be that type of star there. But like I said, I think not Chris Middleton. I think he's more along the lines of a – Above, I think he's better than Tobias Harris. Me personally, I I think he's better. I think he's like around that level, though, mm-hmm. a little higher, more like mm-hmm. the Malcolm Brogdon's of the league. Like yeah. he's when healthy. Talk about when he's healthy. Yeah. He's yeah. that type of player. Like not an all star, but he can be. Would on you any given would you night. put him in like a CJ McCollum level? No, no. You, you don't think nah. it's far fetched? It depends on what you think of CJ McCollum. I think CJ McCollum's a volume scorer. I think Karis CJ can be an all star. I think that uh, yeah. I think that CJ is is a solid comparison for him. Is he, so then CJ has never made an all star in the West. I think, I, think I personally think he's better than Victor Oladipo. Who CJ McCollum? I think oh, he's, Oladipo now. He's so, yeah, Oladipo now. Off. Absolutely, I think he's, he's better. Off. I think if he was in the East, CJ can make the all star. Yeah, game. he could. Yeah. So where do you think Oladipo stacks up Levert right now? Levert might right be better now, than Levert him, is better, but I Levert think when healthy, Oladipo. I agree. Is when healthy, Oladipo yeah, yeah, yeah. is better. Right yeah. now, I, I think ah, Levert's hard to judge because he can be, he can cook Oladipo on a good night, like on a healthy night. He can be at CJ's level on a healthy night, but he's just he doesn't give us enough. Just, yeah. And you can't see that consistency because yeah. he's not healthy enough to right, be out. So it's there. like it's tough so. for him. He's like one of those. He's like ah, he's so. Annoying. I love Karis though. He's my guy, and I was on him from. When he was at Michigan, like I, yeah, I, I was, the, I the night we drafted him, I was super high on him because you saw what he could do if he stayed healthy. He, he played on that championship team with Trey yeah, Burke, yeah, exactly. And Tim yeah. Hardaway and them, he was there, so he could do his thing. He's just got to be healthy. I like the Nets, though. You guys are gonna, that's a solid. I hope so. Maybe so, Jack, you're a Nets fan. You're a Mets fan too. I know they got a new owner. You're probably hyped about oh, that. A, one of the Mets greatest fan? days in my sports life. Really? Oh my God! <laughs> the Wilpons are the worst owners in sports. So to uh-huh. get rid of them, the Mets are going to become like the Dodgers East. You could bookmark that right now. You could write it down in your notebooks. The Mets are going to become the Dodgers East. I was talking to my friend about it, and he actually said that out of all of the New York teams, he thinks the Mets might be the worst managed. Hundred percent. You sure? Hundred percent. Do you watch baseball? No, nah, I don't. But I was just talking sure? to my friends about it. I think the Jets could give you a run for your money. The Jets suck. See, I'm also a Jet fan. Me so too. You're, you're, the Jets you're, could, I know the Jets all could give you a run for your money. I love pain. The Knicks could give you a run for your money, too. No, 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 no. You got to understand how bad the Mets have been, How about though? the Jets? Yeah. But the Mets, guys, the, Mets, the Mets have recently made a World Series. The Jets haven't yeah, touched true. anything since the 1969. The World Series was luck, though. The Mets are... Didn't Matt Harvey fall off? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, the thing that gives me pause about the Mets is like they have almost accidentally done okay. Like they have one of the best young talented cores in baseball it's like right the now. The Jaguars accidentally won. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, like it's and it's not because I give no credit to anybody in the front office because it's been accidental. I will say Brody has done a solid job drafting. But everywhere else, he has been a failure, and I and I actually don't dislike Brody as much as a lot of people do. But everywhere else, other than the draft, he's been a failure, and the owners are the worst in sports, except maybe James Dolan. My, oh yeah, probably, Woody James Johnson. Dolan's probably the worst. or Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson. James Dolan is you know, my friend was five. telling me because I don't I don't know about baseball. I'm just starting to really get into it, but. They told me, like, there's something in baseball called, like, the farmhouses, like... Yeah, 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 yeah the farm system. Yeah, so the it's farm like systems. single A, double A, triple yeah. A. Yeah, we basically sold our entire farm system yeah. for a closer that came and totally fell off. Yeah, my friend told yeah. me that the Mets have one of the best farm systems. They just trade away all their talent before they well, get to the majors. Yeah, because they have, they, they signed Brody Van Wagen, a former agent, to be their GM, which was a total mistake. You're looking for a team in baseball? Come to Astro World. The Astros are hated Astro right now. Man, that I is can't. not. That is not. That's not the place listen, to be right now. A lot of people hate the Astros. I actually do not hate the Astros. I am totally indifferent to them. I think that everybody who is pouring on the Astros for what they did the past few years, they're being totally hypocritical because I think that every team in baseball cheats. Damn, easily. It's just about who gets caught and who doesn't. So if you, you know, like especially Yankee fans and Red Sox Yankees fans, like cheap. the Yankees and Red Sox were named in the investigation. So tell me how you're going to be on the Astros about it. I mean, we're trash right now, but I just became a fan like four years ago. So I'm not really too, ah, like, I mean, I'm just learning baseball. I know there's a, there's a uh, Twitter page about the Astros. We just want to They, they highlight every, every time like somebody strikes out or fails, yeah, yeah, yeah. they highlight the Astros it on the shame tour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, we it, suck right now. It's it's a joke. Now I'm like, still picking uh, my team in baseball, though. I, I'm thinking about going with. We the, just won a chip. I'm thinking about going to the Mets just I'm because you, I like the logo. I like fan. the colors. Go to the Yankees. They have I'm Aaron tellin- Judge. I, nah, I'm telling you to be a Mets fan. I like Steve Pete Alonso, Jake Degrom too. Steve Cohen's got deep pockets. He's a lifelong Mets fan. He's gonna come in and like empty his wallet. And I, I'm telling you, they got a really nice young core. And once they start to sign some free agents and bring some some real players in, get a real. No offense, I like Brody. I, I've met him before. He's a good dude. He answered like a bunch of my questions, but he's not a GM. He's an agent. <laughs> when they bring in a real GM and, no. they, and they start to spend some money, things are going to turn around, and they're going to be a competitor these Side next couple note, years. Side uh, note, Lonzo signed with yes. Clutch. Another LeBron plot. He's going back to LA. Yeah, one of the Book three it. non-Lakers that signed yeah. the car. He's, he's just going to get a huge contract with the Knicks. Oh my That's god! Probably, you would pay Lonzo? I mean, the Knicks have said they want to. But if you have pay Lonzo, Lonzo, then you draft Lamelo. I don't see why. Well, There's no way the Knicks. No, I'm not, <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying you could draft Lamelo. I'm saying if you would have done that, I would have been all for that move. It would have been a circus, though. So the yeah. Nets, Mets, and Jets. We're we're all Jets fans right here. Yeah. He's an Eagles fan. Right now, we're going to talk about prob- the AFC. This week is probably the only time in our lifetimes that you felt more pain in a week. Than the Jets have because that loss to Washington was tougher, in my opinion, than our loss to the Bills because I knew we were going to lose. Wait, I didn't have any hope that we were going to like, win Week One. How about that loss Week One last year? That was pretty tough. We, we didn't lose week week one No, last no, when we lost to the Bills, I was there that game. I was at that game. Yeah, yeah, we I was were, crying. I was, I was literally laughing the oh whole time. God. It's just the way I blew the lead. Oh, was so it was funny. Horrible. So in Week One, the Patriots face the Dolphins and the Bills face the Jets. We're going to give our AFC East predictions right now. So. We'll save the Jets for last because I know we got a lot to say about the Jets. 
But everybody's what's the everybody played already, right? Yeah, everybody played already. Okay. Uh, first, what we're gonna do first is that we're we're just gonna name who we think is gonna name the, win the division, mm-hmm. and then just give league. a quick analysis on each team and what we how we feel about them. You know my team. You know how I'm rocking with Bills gonna win the division. What do you have? I wish you would have asked me. I wish we would have done this segment about the AFC East like last week because my views totally changed <laughs> after week one. I feel so much worse as a Jet fan. As I knew they were going to lose, I had no doubt they were going to lose week one. Would you have picked the, the way Jets they last lost. week? Don't tell me. No, not to win the division. No, 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 no. I'm not sold on the Bills. Even after watching them on Sunday, I'm not sold on them. I don't think that they're going to destroy that division. Are they? That's all you need. The, the, nope. the only, reason, destroy the only reason I'm thinking about picking Bills is because the rest of the division is just such a question mark. The Jets aren't there yet. The Dolphins, I don't think, are there yet. And the Patriots. What's the most consistent team that came back from last year? It, it's the, the Bills, Bills. Which it, it's almost like I would. I, I'm going to say the Bills only because I don't feel confident enough to say any other team. But I would not be surprised at all Gosh, to see you. the Patriots win the division. <laughs> yeah. If Cam Newton can be what he was on he Sunday. He played all right. You know, yes, if, if they can get that out of him consistently week to week, I don't see any reason the Patriots can't win the division. And it also is a big question mark. Look at the schedule that the AFC East has to play this year. It's going to be one of the hardest in football for all these four teams. So mm-hmm. who is going to be able to withstand that week to week? I know the Jets aren't going to be able to. Well, no, that's no question. I don't the think Dolphins. the Dolphins are going to be able and to. And it comes down to the two, Patriots and the Bills. And I, know, I trust the I, Bills' defense. I know Bill Belichick is going to have his team ready week to week. Yeah, There's no question about that. I know mind. that. What I would say is I know the Bills' defense is going to show up every week, every week, every week. It's if one. Josh Allen and that offense is going to show and up and do something. I don't know about Josh Allen. Everybody is so sold on Josh Allen already. I am not sold on him. He has the talent you could throw the, to could be throw the field. a star quarterback. Maybe, yeah. maybe superstar quarterback. He has crazy arm talent. He has the talent. He, run the he just hasn't yeah. put it together. But he's just not a quarterback in my eyes. Like He's just a great player, but he's not a great quarterback. He's like dumb. you look at the the best quarterbacks in the shit. league, Russell Wilson. Uh, you know you look back at like a guy like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Like he does not have what they have, and I don't think you can grow that. Like I don't. I think that's something that you either come into the league as or you're not. And I don't think he has that. I think. I think. So wait, JC. Who do okay, before yeah. you go? Who do you, who uh, do you have in the division? I got the Patriots winning the division. You got the Patriots. Yeah. Who you got? I got the Patriots. I and I think it's an easy answer for me. Oh my and the God. reason I say that is because you say you trust the Bills defense. I trust the Patriots defense way more. The Patriots have yeah. a way better secondary than the Bills. That's true. Way better secondary than the Bills. I, th- I think defense is a whole. Defense is a, I think it's a whole. I think it's pretty even. No, it is a whole, yeah. But I think the Patriots have them... I mean, uh, they edge them out a little bit. Tredavious Just White, because me, Micah Hyde, they ain't no Boyer, scrub. Yeah, they nah, ain't no scrub. Yeah, they that's a really good second But with there. me, I think I trust Bill Belichick way too much that's to just lose the division. Yeah. And Cam Newton, I think he's the best quarterback in the division. People I talk about Josh Allen. If Josh Allen does put it together, he can be the best. But he's too inaccurate. I mean, I yesterday that. he missed this. Really wide open pass in the end zone. And he Brown. just, yeah, he just really threw it like twenty nah, he just, yards. Yeah, he does shit like that a lot. Like he just, you just look at him like, what yeah, are you doing? he's super inaccurate. And I just trust Cam Newton because I think their offense is going to be run, 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 run the clock, and the short passing game. They're just going to chunk up yards, kind of like what Brady did with mm-hmm. them. And people talk about the Patriots' weapons, and while that is true, I don't think that you need to have. You have to have the best weapons. To just run the ball and get first downs, especially I really don't in their think system. So. 
mm-hmm. especially in their system. You saw Tom Brady. Yeah. He didn't have crazy arm talent towards the end of his stint there in New England, and they dominated. You talk about, like, the Eagles last year where you guys had no receivers. We had that man, though, Wentzylvania. You have – okay, Wentz, all right, whatever, Wentz. <laughs> Wentzylvania, so. You, it was just Doug Peterson's play calling, and you guys just – just went down the field, first down by first down, long drives. Yeah, I, I get that sometimes. same feeling from the Patriots. So you got the Patriots win division? Yeah, without a doubt. Oh, without a doubt, huh? Without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I trust Bill Belichick way too much to no. say no. No, that, that, that makes sense. I, like, like you said, it really comes down to Josh Allen. Like, the Bills, everything about the Bills comes down to Josh Allen. And this is the first year that the Bills are going to ha- be faced with expectations. Yeah, exactly. People expect things from the Bills. Absolutely. We don't know if I think they they're can the favorites to come out the division. I, I think. W- I was almost more impressed with the Patriots win on Sunday than I was with the Bills. Isn't it they're supposed to beat you guys? Yeah. There was no doubt that they were supposed to beat the Jets. And I was not. I was not convinced by the Bills' win. Like I, yeah. it should have been a blowout. The Jets were yeah. in the game; they just didn't capitalize whatsoever. Like <laughs> the Jets had opportunities to get in the football game; they just played. The offense was. I wanted to rip my eyeballs out. <laughs> <laughs> but the Patriots, like you, didn't know what to expect going into that That's Miami true. game. Miami added a lot this offseason, and that was an easy trap game to fall into the first game of the year. And they really gritted out a win. And I liked what I saw out of New England. And and the fight they put in that game, and I feel like the Bills did not impress me in a game where they should have ran away and hit. I think that division is going to come down to the end, come down to the wire. Last three, four weeks, week seventeen, week sixteen, it's going to come down because they're going to have around the same I record. Totally agree. I think it's going to really come down to how clutch can Josh Allen or Cam Newton be for their team because obviously I don't think the Dolphins or the Jets are going to be in the driver's seat. I think it's really going to be just like our division. I think it's really going to be Patriots and Bills just like it's going to be Dallas and Philly all year. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Them two jockeying. Losing one, but losing here, losing here. In the, in the same sense, I don't think that the Jets or Dolphins are a rollover win. No, just it's like a division Washington game. Yeah, and, no. and the Giants are not rollover wins. Like, yeah. I think uh-huh. both of the these Giants divisions aren't. are going to be the Giants up aren't. in the air. I mean, if we don't have half of our old line, of course any game is going to be <laughs> the struggle for the most part. But yeah, you're right. Miami's going to play tough because they beat, they beat the Patriots like last Miami. year. I like what Miami's doing. Yeah. I, I like Brian Flores, and although I think uh, – you know, I'm not as high on what they did this offseason as a couple of other people just because I feel like they were throwing money around. And although they brought in a, a couple of good players, you know, I look at – and this is going to sound like I'm being a homer, but I look at, like, what Joe Douglas did this offseason, and I think that's a more, uh, uh, you know, uh, a smarter way of going about things mm-hmm. where, you know, you're not – the Jets could have went out and got Jadavian Clowney for $20 million that they wanted to, but it wouldn't be smart for the future. We're going into next offseason with $35 million of cap space, and mm-hmm. you know how many guys do we really have to pay? You know We have our future lined up, right, and, right. and we're in the driver's seat of our own future, and I feel like the Dolphins are kind of uh, like Just don't they, their legs are getting too yeah. far ahead of their body here, but I do like what they're doing. Um, you guys think Tua's going to play this year? Yeah. yeah. I think he'll play yeah. in like the middle of the year. Exactly. Like week eight, week nine. So and we've kind of we've pretty much summarized like the Bills. We don't yeah. trust Josh Allen. The yeah. Patriots. Don't say we. You. You said you don't trust <laughs> Josh Allen too much either. But okay, it's and the Dolphins. Guy, they've added way too many pieces. The Patriots is still kind of like a wait and see what Cam does. Let's talk about the Jets. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. 
what do you guys think is wrong with the Jets? And mostly, I know I know Riv is gonna say everything. Wow, <laughs> he's just gonna, gonna say everything. But no, I actually don't think it's everything. I actually really like Sam Darnold. I think he's really good. I don't think he's what you <laughs> think he is, uh-huh. but because you think he's like better than everybody. But I think he's good. I think. If you get an offensive line behind Le'Veon Bell, he can be Le'Veon Bell. I still think you guys don't have any receivers. No. Your defense, your front seven is still really good when they all play together. Mm-hmm. Your secondary is, is not. Solid. They're no slouches. Yeah. They're no slouches. They can play. They're solid. Yeah. They're so not gonna you have a you solid team. Yeah. I just don't know what's wrong. With head coach. Your coach is kind of whack, but I don't He's like. I don't like. You just you got to figure it out. For me, it out. for me, it's simple. And. <laughs> It's it's. I was watching the Cardinals and 49ers game, and DeAndre Hopkins first oh. game as a Cardinal, no oh. OTAs, no preseason, Different. and Cliff Kingsbury designs enough plays to get him the ball could've sixteen a, times. Could have been a Jet coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gives him the ball sixteen times, and he goes off. I have there's never there's never been a game that I've seen Adam Gase coach that Le'Veon Bell has gotten a plethora of opportunities to make an impact. So by in the passing game and in the running game? Yeah, both. And That's when, what when, he is, too. You got to get him open on both both areas. And, and he does the same thing. He shoeboxes Sam Darnold, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he. I feel like Darnold can never get in a rhythm. Like, he'll make one good play, and then... Zach. Yeah, exactly. There will be no rhythm. Like, let him throw a couple short passes early. Get some momentum going. Because mm-hmm. when he does get momentum going, he plays great. And he's shown that, but we never let him get that momentum going. Great play callers find a way to get their best players the ball. Mm-hmm. And Adam Gates has shown that he can't. Exactly. And I think it's a disgrace that <laughs> that Woody Christopher, uh, Christopher Johnson said that we hired Adam Gates because he is going the direction that uh, football is supposed to be coached. He is a future mm, of offensive football in the league. He, really he said, said that. that about Adam Gates. And I feel like it's ridiculous because we could have had Mike McCarthy I think yeah. that Gase could be like an offensive coordinator under a coach that calls the plays offensively. So essentially like not having much of a role but still being the offensive coordinator, as disrespectful as that sounds, like uh, I don't know. I don't want to say like I, I just he, – he cannot be a head coach. There's no way because he is not a leader of men whatsoever and you need that out of your head. <laughs> leader of he men. is the furthest thing from a leader of men. And, and you Jamal saw that said last that. year. Jamal said that too. As as much as us Jets fans want to be mad about Jamal, he really did not lie. He I was right about exit. something. I saw the yeah, tweet you said. Right he was like, "They scored thirty five, bro. Relax." I seen that. No, yeah, about. because <laughs> the Seahawks scored thirty eight on Atlanta, or I don't know, thirty eight, thirty eight. And I mean, Atlanta's been a bad defense for the last what four years. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, Jamal, he's just got to give it a rest. To be honest, like, yeah, let it go. You trade. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have any hate for him. Like, good for him. I want him to go out and do what he does. He's the best safety in the league. I wish that he would have went about things differently because I think the way he handled it was totally just to bash the Jets and have them take all the blame for, you know, him not wanting to tough it out and be a leader here in New York. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. Like, not many people are built for that. And Jamal Adams, I don't think, is one of them, but... Just give it a rest. Like, stop talking about yeah, it. You're playing with Russell Wilson, it, it's, bro. Yeah, like, go win. Go. It's yeah. over. Like, you're we gonna should, win. we're go getting win. destroyed by the Bills. You're winning football games. Enjoy that. Get over it. He's like, <laughs> a, he's like a salty ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally what it is. If the Jets have a top three pick this this year, or wow, have the three? first pick. Oh. Do we get Trevor Lawrence? Do no. we get rid of I'm Sam I'm glad Darnold? you bring this up because it, it's something that I was going to bring up when we talked about the Jets and their full scale, what we think of this season. And 
it's something that like coming into the season, I realistically thought we could have been like a, a six, maybe seven win team. And after what I saw on Sunday, Damn, my confidence, game, yeah, my just... confidence has just immediately deflated. Should I feel worse? <laughs> especially we face the 49ers because, next game. Yeah. Should our I feel worse because we lost to the Redskins? Our, our schedule is... No, 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 no. Because... Because the way the you're Eagles just killing are, your team, the, I should no, just no, no, feel no, worse. No. Like, it's, it's not even about the the loss as much as it's about how we lost. Because, like I said, <laughs> we had chances to be in the football game, and it's just like is every time we got a chance, we shot ourselves in the foot. And you look at our schedule. I'll read it out to you right here. Tell me where an easy game is in this schedule. I'll tell you if it's a W. You just lost to Buffalo. Now you got San Francisco. L. You got at Indianapolis. 0-3. Denver. Oh, and f- wow. that's that's probably that's the, easy, that's the yeah, easiest that's game we'll see for a while. Because <laughs> then after that, you get Arizona, one who four. I'm huge on. One and four. You got at Los Angeles, the one Chargers. And f- ah, yeah, one and Another five. Question. The Bills again. One which, and six. Jeez. <laughs> the Chiefs, which one I don't seven. even want to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to think about <laughs> the that Patriots, who one and eight. The, the Dolphins, which is a toss-up game. The, the Dolphins, again, which is another toss-up game. That'll be the best stretch of our season is two weeks against <laughs> no, the Bills and the a bye week. The Chiefs will put 70 points on the board against you. Those, those three weeks, the bye week and the, and the Dolphins, is going to be our Super Bowl, is, is those three weeks. Damn. The, the Raiders, that's, that's not that bad. The Seahawks, no. I don't even want to think about that game after watching Sunday because I just know we're going to get embarrassed and I'm going to have to read Jamal Adams literally <laughs> no, he cannot his, wait. his <laughs> own magazine in the papers about how happy he is to be out in New York. I can't. I don't even want to think about it. The Rams, I don't feel good about that. The Browns, I'm not high on, so maybe you pull one out and the Patriots again. So it's I like where are you wins. getting wins in that in that schedule? Wins. I think the real the real thing that Jets fans should be hoping for is that Darnold doesn't throw more interceptions than touchdowns this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that because and it that can is, happen. Yeah, that is yeah. my big concern. Is like if we don't win six or so games, just him play good, and you're in a position where you win three games, you're the worst team in the league. You get the first overall pick. How could you say no to Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> and I really like Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold can be a star quarterback in this league, whether it's with the Jets or without. I'm not saying that because he's a Jet. No, I, believe, I just I think agree he's a, a great quarterback. And I think that if he doesn't thrive with us, he's going to go somewhere and become a star quarterback. And it's just because we have not given him any opportunities to grow. Look at Josh Allen. How much better he's gotten since he entered the league because he's been put in a in a solid supporting system with a good coach, a good Second defense, a good QB. offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Like we have not and given Sam Donald any of that. The teams that are com- going to compete for the first overall pick are what Jacksonville, and they don't look too bad. And and I don't and think they'll divi- pick them though. And their division like isn't that good. Like mm-hmm. I think they could they, they could yeah. sneak like, some games. The they already we did think, in week one. It might be you guys, the Dolphins. Yeah, the us the Who Dolphins else in the league is like horrible. Bad. That exactly like, like Washington has gotten really. They're they've gotten horrible. better. Horrible. They just beat us. I um, don't think they're horrible. I think they are really going to surprise some people this year. I think the Giants will lose a lot of games. But yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think if we if there's a chance to take Trevor Lawrence, you, you take, take Trevor. It? Yeah, I, I would take Trevor Lawrence. And it's not so much because you can't miss the opportunity, but. As much as I want to love Sam Darnold, he mm-hmm. does make a lot of questionable decisions where you're like, why Why did you even throw that? Like, there was nothing there. Yeah. Question. If you guys are <clears> – <throat> you get the number one pick, what makes you think you'll, you'll build a team that's fitted for Trevor Lawrence but you haven't built a team for Joe Sam Douglas. Darnold? Um, Mike okay. McCagnon 
couldn't run a football team, neither could John Isdick, and they have left such a mess <laughs> that it's going to take a couple of years mm. for Joe <laughs> Douglas to correct. But the fact of the matter is, by the time he corrects it, Sam Darnold will be like, 27, 26, that's 27. He's, he's that's, like four, that's like four years. I don't think that's ridiculous. That would be around the end of Trevor Lawrence's hypothetical rookie contract. And not only that, but teams that have won in this league have took advantage of their star quarterbacks being yeah. on rookie deals. Yeah. And by the time that we're going to be able that's to take advantage of that, we have Darnold. to pay Sam Darnold. We won a ring and paid Wentz. And, and I just I I don't know I don't I don't see how you could say no to a guy like Trevor Lawrence who is arguably the most can't miss prospect since is it crazy to say Peyton Manning Andrew say, Andrew Luck Andrew maybe? Luck Andrew Luck but I told he, you you know he Those is different no man. I'm, I'm not saying prospect. I know how good Trevor Lawrence is I'm just not a hundred percent sold on him being an Andrew Luck or oh, yeah, even like uh, a Peyton I wish I'm, I'm not either but. When you have an opportunity to take a guy like that, I feel like you have to. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is Adam Gase has got to go. And I, <laughs> we've talked about this. I have been nothing but patient with Adam Gase. When people wrote him off last season, I said, let's give him a chance. He hasn't had a healthy team. But he has had too many embarrassments with a healthy team out there to show that he's a good football coaches don't have what happened to them Sunday happen. It doesn't matter who's on the field. It doesn't happen. And he's had too many of those games. He's had his chance. He's not a Joe Douglas guy, so I don't think Joe Douglas will have any problem cutting ties with him. I would love to bring in a guy like Eric Bieniemy, yeah, who is who I wanted the first time around. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just set ourselves back like another four years, and it just is so <laughs> aggravating. Damn. But I do feel good. About Joe Douglas, I think he did a really good job this offseason. I loved his draft, um, and I just think he's a really good football mind. He did it in Philadelphia. He did it in Baltimore and was a huge part of Philly, you know baby. championship teams in both of those places. So I think he's a great football mind. I think he, at the end of the day, he's going to do the right thing. But if we get to a place where we're in uh, uh, competing for the first overall pick, it probably means that Sam Darnold – didn't improve at all, maybe degressed. Mm -hmm. And I don't see how you keep going with him it, it, on this Damn. you know, projection. I don't see how it's possible. And Damn. I love Sam Darnold. Like, I think he can be a star quarterback, so don't get me wrong on it. And I think he will be if, if he can go somewhere else where he can start and be a part of a good team. But I don't think that the Jets are going to be the place where he meets that. Damn, Danny boy. Bye, Darnold. Sucks, man. <laughs> I love. I I want him so badly to be our franchise quarterback, but it's like, are you going to in the next, say two, even after two seasons, he's going to have to get paid? How many years does he have left on his rookie contract? Should be two, two, uh, two, and so, the fifth year option. So two years, we pay him. Are we going to in those two years find a consistent starting line? With uh, at at least hopefully some rollover pieces where he can mm -hmm. build some chemistry with them. Le'Veon's going to be gone. I think he's gone after this season because Probably. they're not going to want to pay that much money to a running back, which I feel bad for Le'Veon, but I understand it. I think he's done you know, what we wanted him to, him to do. Yeah, what exactly. sucks the most is that the Jets every year, we get a really tough schedule. I don't know why. <laughs> last year, last year was our chance, and we realistically, as crazy as it might sound, could have and probably should have been a playoff team if Sam Darnold doesn't go out and get mono. Catch mono. You know, freak nasty. You man. look at it, and I know, like, 
this is playing revisionist history, and it's going to sound like I'm just being a salty Jet fan, but they should have won week one against Buffalo. No, you, you should have. You're you not even a Jet no, fan. They should have won that won. game. Like, you blew that lead completely. Even if you take the three week, three weeks he missed last year, correct? Mm-hmm. Even if you take the three weeks where we just got absolutely embarrassed, you you could've, we could have spotted the league three weeks of just getting annihilated and still could have been a playoff team if you beat the, bang, the Bengals. Should have beat the Bengals. Should have beat the Dolphins. And it's just like... Yeah, we it's went. We really went. What? We went seven, seven and nine. nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We beat the Bills. We're eight and eight. We would have been the, the same as yeah, ten. We would have been six. ten and six. Ten and six. Should have beat the Bengals. I don't know. We got what happened. by the Browns on yeah. Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. That. I was yeah, there for just, that one too. So you talked about the Jets. We we're probably gonna have to wait four more years. But let's just look. <laughs> let's just look forward to next week. We're gonna make our Sunday pick 'em week two picks. Just gonna go around every game from next week that's gonna happen. You guys just tell me who do you think is gonna win. So, Riv, starting with you. Oh, my God. The Bengals or Browns? I'm going uh, Bengals. How about you, Jack? I'm also rolling with the Bengals. I really liked what I saw out of Joe Burrow. If it wasn't for that nonsense they called, A.J. Green wins the game. I really like what I saw out of Joe Burrow, and I did not like what I saw. Out of, and I like the Browns, but I did not like what I saw out of them on, on Sunday, so I'm going Bengals. I think Bengals, Bengals. sneak one. Uh, I'm going Browns. Oh, my God. <laughs> Giants or Bears? Bears. 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 They just got mad momentum after coming back. I got the Bears, too. Rams or Eagles? I don't even know. <laughs> um, it, based off the IR right now, Rams. I, I, I'm going to ask you because you're an Eagle fan. What is your like health situation looking like? Like, Are you guys going to be a similar team? Like I'm going to repeat what I just said. Based off the IR right now, Rams. Because you saying Brandon that Graham makes me want to say Rams. Brandon Graham is out. J- Lane Johnson's questionable. Miles Sanders is coming back. If the Eagles Vinny are Curry's healthy, out too. if the Eagles are healthy, I take Eagles. But We're not healthy. With the Rams coming off a great win, the Eagles coming off a tough loss with the injuries, I'm going Rams. Rams. Aaron Donald, Rams. No, he's going to destroy us. I, Falcons. I feel so bad. Falcons or Cowboys? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm a... Hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to roll with Dak. I'm going to roll with Dak this week. I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll with Dak this week. Panthers or Buccaneers? Oh, Bucks. Uh, Bucks, yeah. Uh, Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to go Bucks. You guys were horrible last I'm week. I'm going Bucks. I, I don't think they look great against That's a New good Orleans, team, though, so I'm not even mad at you. Though. I don't think the Panthers are that good, so I'm going yeah, Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. People were gonna going to over-exaggerate Bucks. that loss, but it was against the Saints. Yeah, the Saints like, are a great team. Yeah. 49ers or Jets? Oh, my God. Oh. Skip that, bro. I, I might not even watch. The 49ers are... <laughs> they might not, yeah. I might not score. <laughs> I have. The, I guess we all have 49ers. So, Broncos or Steelers? Broncos. Did the Steelers just win? Steelers are winning. Uh, the game might still be going on, right? Yes. Broncos are scoring. You know people are keeping track of these picks, Oh, right? no. It's final. 26-16. Steelers. I'll take Steelers. You said people, oh, the game is over? Yes. Oh, okay. People are keeping track? Yeah, somebody commented all of our uh, picks. Really? And basically, you have eight. You have eight. I have seven. I think Chance lost by like a wide margin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I shot it out. Yeah. Okay, so Broncos, Steelers. I, t- I said Steelers. I'm going to say Steelers. I'm going to go Broncos. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Denver. I, like I think Drew Von Miller's out. Corlin's son is ooh, injured. I wish oh, I, Corlin's I, out? Yeah, He's Corlin out this is week. Out. They still I have wish, Drew Locke. I wish that <laughs> I could answer this in like three hours. Like I wish I could see. Yeah, the I want to see him. Yeah, I, I want to see them first. And I'm then. gonna bet on them. I'll say Broncos. I got the Steelers, Jaguars, or Titans. 
This is actually a good-ass game. And I liked what I've seen from Minshew, but I'm a slob with the Titans. Again, I wish I could wait three hours, but I'm going Titans. I like the Titans this year. Titans. Titans. Lions or Packers? Before you continue, you know every time we all pick one team, they lose? <laughs> like, all the time? And we have had pretty similar picks. I think there's been like one or two We all picked Eagles last week and they death lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, what'd you say? Lions or Packers? Lions or Packers. Oh, ah, Detroit's a good ass. T- I'm going go Packers. I'm going Lions. I think Packers. we all picked the Lions, Lions last week, too. Packers. Oh, I, Packers. I, I, my heart breaks for DeAndre Swift. Yeah, my heart breaks oh. for Matt Stafford. <laughs> DeAndre Swift has to catch. Yeah, yes. Could you imagine mistake. now? You got to live your whole career knowing you that just started your whole game. rookie season dropping the pass to win the game. That's ridiculous. Bills, Dolphins. Oh my, my boys, my young boys, Josh Allen. They're gonna just. Oh yeah, Josh. Yeah, we're gonna kill them. Bills. That's my AFC team. I'm booking it. Dolphins. You're a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Bills. Let me oh. see. Vikings or Colts. That's a good one. I'm going to take Colts, though. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts because, yeah. They wasn't even supposed to lose yesterday. I'm also going to take the Colts. They lost Marlon Mack for the year, right? Achilles? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is officially the starter. He's dumb nice. Yeah, I'm going that Colts. Could be, that could be as terrible as it that sounds. Could t- it could be good for them. It is. Yeah, yep. I think Jonathan John Taylor could be a beast. cowbell back. Got the Vikings. I got the Colts. Washington Cardinals. Cardinals. I, I wanted to pick Washington this week. I did not know they were playing the Cardinals. Wentz. This, this is Kyler Murray. I love the Cardinals this year. I think yeah, they're playing. This is Kyler Murray. It's different beast. Cardinals. I got the Cardinals too. Ravens and Texans. Is this a, that's a Monday night game or no? Uh, I don't even know. Actually, no. These are uh, all four fifteen games. I think. I'm gonna yeah, take. That, I'm gonna take Baltimore. They're gonna. I think they're gonna dominate Texans. Honestly, Baltimore. Okay. How about you, Jack? I'm also going Baltimore. Ravens. I'm going Baltimore. Chiefs versus Chiefs. Chargers. Doesn't even matter who they Chiefs, play. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs? Yeah. 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 Don't say nothing. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna jinx it. Look, look, look. He's gonna jinx it. <laughs> they look so good on Thursday night. I'm not gonna lie, so man. So good. The Chiefs. I like I like the Chargers this year. They were gonna I lose mean, to the Bengals if they didn't call that nonsense, bro. Like, do you like what I was saying before about the Bills? How they were supposed to blow the Jets out? The Chiefs did that. To a team in the Texans that is a much better team than the Jets are. Like, the Chiefs looked as good as we thought they should against a much better team. I think the Chiefs are going to be firing on all cylinders again this year. I want to pick the Chargers, but I'll pick the Chiefs. <laughs> Patriots versus Seahawks. Oh, Russell. I'm going Seahawks as much yeah, as it Seahawks. pains me. That's going to be. I'm a, going I think that's going to be a really good ass game. I'm going with the Patriots. I'm going with the Patriots. Not Saints versus Raiders. Oh, God. Drew Saints. Brees. Saints. Yeah, Saints. 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 The best QB okay. in the league. This does it for this episode of Pick a Side. Jack, we want to thank you for being on the show. Of course. We got the virtual applause. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. Hopefully, first of many. Yeah. If you'll have me back. Of course. Of course, of course. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.